The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. scary so how was your thanksgiving good yeah Did you, I, I ate my weight in stuffing this is my uh first time out here in reno nevada enjoying thanksgiving i had the turkey the fixins the gizzards the giblets the stuffing so much stuffing i know some people like to call it dressing i don't call it dressing i call it stuffing i don't uh, I, I, dressing what dressing yeah they call it dressing it's like That's dressing a, a turkey yeah yeah they dress it they 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 uh it's like oh it's not stuffing it's dressing i don't uh, fucking know what that means i don't like that no dressing, that's like people if you're dressing something you're putting shit on the outside of it yeah or on a salad right stuffing stuffing goes on the inside yeah we can, it goes, we it can goes, all agree it, on that you know what? They're all pink on the inside is what I hear. What I'm getting at is, Greg, is that... Well, I, I, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, at some point, one or the other, they're pink on the inside. It sounds like but, you had a much less traumatizing Thanksgiving than I did. Oh, did you bump into Tom Jones again? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, did you go that, to the Piggledy Wiggledy? Not that traumatizing. I didn't actually, oh, okay. I didn't actually go back to Intercourse, Pennsylvania this Thanksgiving, um, you know, as is my, my usual ritual. Um, yes, I was actually whisked away uh, to the middle of the Adirondack Woods once again. Again? Uh, by a bunch of half-naked people uh, wearing nothing but moose antlers and crude loinskins. Oh, God. Did you take a wrong turn? <laughs> I just... <laughs> Maybe a couple. My, my sense of direction is legendarily terrible. Oh um, yeah, it is. It's, it's it's because of your weather weenie. You always pull the weenie out, and uh, wherever the wind goes, you go. I do have kind of a little bit of a windsock thing going on, and I, I just try to follow that. Yeah, um, but just to cut straight to the chase here, um, while y'all were eating fucking turkey and stuffing, dressing, if you will, uh, mm-hmm. I had my first taste of human flesh. <gasps> Are you yeah. a man eater? A little bit. You had the lawn pig. I had a little bit of that. Whoa, you know what? Oh, and, she watch out, watch out boy, shit, you, yeah. No singing. No singing. No singing. No singing. Okay. Private eyes. They're watching you. <laughs> so yeah, what we're I, getting at is... I tasted is, man. Yes! You are now more beast than man. I'm more man than machine. Just like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm more machine than animal. Just like um, Robocop. I'm well, more. Getting... I'm more cop than civilian. <laughs> OCP. I. 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 <laughs> what we're getting at is is that we decided to keep this going because we love cannibalism so much, and long pig is delicious, and it's the holidays. And I don't really have feasting. a choice anymore. You don't. No. 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 It's not so, so much can... that I love cannibalism; it's that I lust cannibalism. So now it is. Ooh, you lust it. Oh. I, I see. You got lust in your eyes, just like bigger? Hulk Hogan. <laughs> just like Hulk Hogan. Just like Hulk Hogan had lust in his eyes. When he made that sex tape? Nah, yeah, okay, sure, that. Uh, I was thinking more Miss Elizabeth think, with Macho Man. But... I think he was more, he was uh, lamenting the, what was it, like a burrito that he ate earlier that day? 
Yeah, he said the burrito made him flaccid or something. Uh, He's uh, like, I'm feeling so bloated. Terrible. Yeah, and then he said uh, he said the N-word a bunch of times. Is that so? Yeah, that's pillow talk for Hulk Hogan, apparently. I don't know if I saw that part of the video. Oh, well, you're missing out, Tiger. Is that the director's Uh, cut? uh, That is uh, uh, part two revelations, actually. Uh, Uh, Which leads us to this. It is Maneater Month Bloodlines. The deuce. Yes, we are continuing it through December because it's the holidays and we feast. We're keeping it going, baby. But first, I want to talk about Black Friday. Oh, please do. Okay. My and I'm not Friday just, of the year. I'm not mine is the thirteenth, but there's multiples of those. There's a couple uh, of those. Can't really, there's, I don't know. There, there's a couple of them. All right, now I'm not talking about the holiday where we all trample each other and fall prey to consumerism, capitalism, whatever. Uh, I'm talking about okay, good. Bruce Campbell, Devin Sawa, Michael J. White, also known as Spawn, uh, and a plethora of some other uh, ragtag groups of whatnots and what have you. He's, he's my second favorite white, only to Jaleel. <laughs> Just had to get that in there. <laughs> that was very good. Uh, yes, I am talking about the new... Uh, I guess I, I thanks I would I would say watch it after Thanksgiving with your family classic Black mm-hmm. Friday. Okay, uh, turn that man, football man, off, folks. Now, of course, we all saw the trailer. Greg, you saw the trailer for it. I did, and it looked it fantastic. looked it looked fun. Uh, and by God, this movie delivered. The movie really? from be, uh, the cold opener really grabs your attention with the practical effects. Uh, it's actually an alien race. They came through an asteroid. Uh, it kind of reminded me of Slither. Oh, okay. I like that. Uh, and eventually it was spreading person to person, uh, kind of like a zombie virus. Uh, and it ended up turning into like a Cronenberg uh, uh, body horror type thing. That sounds and, good. Uh, so you have Devin Sawa, who's stuck as like in, in retail. He's like he's like my age, you know. He's going after the twenty-something girls. He could sure. be their father and stuff. Uh, I mean, why Michael would, J. You doing I, that kind of job? Do it, and if you're looking as good as Devin Sawa does right now, why not? If you're working a job that requires a name tag, like you know, you're gonna pick up cute checks. You're gonna pick up all that young, strange, and trim. Mm-hmm. Because you're the bad boy of the retail shop, right? You're the guy that's been there for 15 plus years, so you know all the ropes. Oh, you banged so many cashiers. You get all the discounts. You know exactly where that printer paper is. You know where you get the all child the dis- ink is. Yeah. All the discounts because you know how the dick counts. Knowledge uh, is sexy. That's what they say. That, that's that's what I hear. I guess I don't know. I'm 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 sure. Um, Obviously, you've never worked in an office, Max. It is, it's it is just an orgy of office related humping. Ugh. Yeah, you know what? Now that I said that, it doesn't really sound all that uh all that appealing. Appeal- appealing. No. I worked at I've... Office Max when I was uh 15, 16 maybe something like that. And, oh, and, uh, yeah. You for just whatever taking... reason, I I had I have a black hole in my memory of that time in my life. Uh Something might have happened. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the the 40 something year old Devin Sawa type character used Moving to fuck on. you. Moving on. Yeah, okay, okay. I highly recommend this movie. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, it kind of feels like Slither. Okay. Uh, It's it's just, it's so much fun. It falls along the same vein of that uh, zombie comedy shit uh, that's really popular now. All practical effects. I can't stress that enough. 
the makeup in this movie was god level. That is a big, big point, too. Bruce Campbell plays a shady manager of a toy store Mm -hmm. uh, who has a wonderful arc uh, in the middle of the movie. Just like Uh, that guy from Home Alone 2. Just just like him. Pretty much the same character. Joe Pesci. Yep. Yep. No, Jim Pesci. It's it's his younger brother. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually very tall and thin. (laughs) That's Daniel Stern. Uh, (laughs) And you're thinking of Chud. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah, uh, uh, but highly recommend Black Friday. You could uh, you could rent it on demand right now, or you could do what Greg does and be a pirating son of a bitch. I don't do that uh, anymore. I I left the ship at home. <laughs> ship I'm, a, I'm a landlubber nowadays. I be a landlubber. No, you can't. No, you can't talk like that if you're a landlubber. Really? No, that's pirate talk. Oh, are you gonna talk like a pirate on land? Well, Captain Stabbin talked like that. On land, I mean, he, he's still on the boat, though. Most of the he time. is on the boat. He's got his dick in all those. Butts. I feel like actually, I feel like if he touches dry land, he gets arrested in in probably <laughs> most countries in the world. I don't, I don't think he can actually dock anywhere. <laughs> he has a drone delivering him food. All of his docking occurs below below deck level on his boat. <laughs> oh, oh, those poor girls. Yeah, for anyone who's paid money to see that. Uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It just like it's casting couch, but in the water. Uh, yes, more or less. That is. Yep. That is the vibe of Captain Stabbing. Captain Stabbing is a yep. He's a whole vibe. Uh, <laughs> so five out of five. Black Friday. That good. Watch okay. that shit. Yeah, Greg, Beautiful. you watch it and you tell me what you think next week. I all feel right. Like anyone who's a, a Bruce Campbell fan has probably already checked that out. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of you that haven't. If it just came out on Black Friday, which would be a perfect marketing tactic on their part. It came out, I think, a few days before Black Friday, but I actually watched it. I watched it right on Black Friday. Perfect. It was great. You know what I did Uh, on Black Friday? Bunch of shopping. I went to the mall and trampled some grannies. That is is my my yearly ritual. Uh, You kind of have to. I mean, you put on the heaviest boots that you have. Yep, and you uh, you wait in the bullpen, so to speak. Yes, for those, for those stores to open, and you just you find the nearest path through the weakest people. Yeah, you can. And you you get that big screen TV. You find that fifty incher. Wait, that's not even yeah. big anymore. Seventy incher. Seventy. Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, that four K smart TV. Fifty's old. That's a you've got a fifty inch TV. You might as well have a two inch dick. <laughs> upgrade to 70 75 even that's that's when you know you're a man yeah that's right that's right if, you get a set, if you've uh if you've crushed an old woman to acquire it uh you know you gotta stomp through all the depends the mm-hmm. false teeth uh the colostomy bags just stomp through all that shit yeah the mothballs oh so many mothballs. that's where they really get you yeah uh back on bruce gamble sure uh, Bruce Campbell has actually given us a little insight on Evil Dead Rise, which is the new installment of the Evil Dead franchise. Oh, beautiful. Uh, it is humorless, just like the 2013 uh, Evil Dead. Good, it is good. going to be very fucking dark, apparently. I like that. Where to the point, I think we're going to be surprised how dark it's going to be. Okay. It's going to involve a family. So instead of a group of friends, now we have to deal with a family. So you got family members turning into deadites. And you have to do what you can to survive. Whole different set of relations there. 
And this isn't news. I mean, obviously, Bruce Campbell already said that he is retiring the character Ash, uh, but he gave a little more insight on it, and it's because he physically cannot perform to the level of our standards of what Ash should be. Now, I know nobody wants to hear that. Nobody wants to think of him, you know, the man's 60, to play he's character. 62 years old. It he's was bound 62. to happen at some point, right? Yeah, yeah, do absolutely. You think, do you think any stupid, ignorant fucking asshole out there in the world would ever consider recasting the character? It's of, the character. With a different actor. He said the character Ash it's itself. Ash the character is retired. It's I hope so. done. It's done. I, Nobody that's, else That's what has to happen. Yes, yes. I remember years back, I want to say maybe like 10, 12 years ago, there was a rumor going around that Ashton Kutcher was going oh, to Fuck that. Yeah, uh that the other terrible. rumor I forgot the actor's name, but the other rumor was uh Stifler from uh American Pie. Oh, uh, Sean William Scott, I think it is. Uh, no, you're thinking of Sean Penn. Uh, oh, no, Sean was... Patrick Flannery. Sean Patrick Flannery, that's uh, who the, it was. The best Flannery. Yeah, the, the yes, yes, the best. Um, was rumored to play Ash as well, but then that fell through. Okay. Thank fucking God. I know, nobody can do that. I'm, no. I'm of the opinion that you cannot replace Bruce Campbell in that role. No, it's, I don't care how why? old he is. Honestly, the older and the fatter that he gets, the more entertaining that character becomes. Agreed. Agreed. But of course there is physicality to it. And Bruce Campbell is, he, he likes doing his own stunts and it's just, it's too much on his body. It's a, you know, it wears on the joints. I think after a, after a time, it it certainly does, you know, So it's understandable. I can see why he, he may not want to do that forever. Yeah. You know, he's had a great fucking run. It's, it's literally been nothing but hits. On, uh, oh yeah, on his part. So, I agree. I mean, uh, anyone uh, anyone who would even think about like replacing him is probably an asshole. That's, I mean, that's that's all I have to say about anybody that, that thinks somebody else should play Ash should be they should treat him like the way they do with the Russian gulags on Death Row. You know what it's going to be? Fucking, it's what? Gonna, sorry, I don't mean to cut you off. I was I was going kind of dark there. I was going to say put a bullet in the back of their fucking head. Oh, that's ooh, that's yeah, a real real ugly thought. Yeah. Dark. I, I said it. What I was going to say is uh, <laughs> what you're going to get <laughs> from this nonsense is, uh, you know, that, that dickhead who played Han Solo as a young man. It yeah. Wasn't, wasn't quite Harrison Ford in the way no. that he delivered his lines. He was fine. Man, it wasn't good. No. Yeah. Oh, if they do like a, like a, a prequel thing and try to get like young Ash or some shit. Yeah, no. Or do you remember when my favorite actor, Sean Patrick Flannery, played young Indiana Jones? <laughs> Again with the Harrison Ford. There's certain guys you can't just replace with a with a young actor, no matter how sexy. <laughs> oh, man. I Am remember I wrong? that show. No, no, no. You're totally right. Yeah, it wasn't, um, it wasn't quite the same. Uh, I mean, if anything, I would love to see Bruce Campbell reprise his role as Briscoe County Jr., if he could just do like maybe one episode of that, uh, I think that'd be cool. Like a old... mini series, a mini series would be cool. Well, you know how they do. Um, they like to bring series back as like the young version or like the next generation, like Star Trek or like whatever. Can they? Can we turn that the other direction and go? This is old ass Briscoe County Junior. <laughs> this is old the man Briscoe. 
The Adventures of Geriatric Briscoe County Junior. Where he's just on a rocking chair on his front porch. He doesn't do shit for like 14 hours. And he just whittles wood. He wakes up in that chair, whittles wood, and then falls asleep in that chair. And that's your I mean, episode. Yeah, let's have let's get Bruce to come back for that. Let's get him back in touch with Don Mancini. Let's do another Bubba Hotep. You know? Way off in the distance, shenanigans are happening. But Briscoe is just hanging out on his porch, watching is the it, sun come up. Watch rocking, the sun come down. Rocking away going, it's not my problem anymore. Right. Not chewing my problem. Some, chewing on some tobacco. Yep. The wife's baking a pie. He can't even see it. It's behind him. He doesn't care. <laughs> he can't see it. <laughs> I smell it. it. I smell it. But he doesn't have the energy to get up and actually do anything. <laughs> She's hated him for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that show. Yeah, why not? You know, but bring him, bring him back in the Prince of Thieves with Xena. Let's get old Xena and, or I should say, old Xena, Cougar Xena. Right, possibly oh. best Xena. Oh, she's Lucy Lawless is so hot. Ah, uh, she can do no wrong. Oh God, get get like a fine wine. Actually, can we just can we get Bruce Campbell and Lucy Lawless just to make a porno? Like I'm just I'm crossing my I fingers was real quick. Literally, just, uh, just gonna say that. And I know it's wishful thinking, but. Anybody hears this, it might have the power to maybe put a word in somewhere. Mention it in the next meeting. I would not kick Lucy Lawless. Yep. I would not kick Lucy Lawless out of bed for drinking Metamucil. (laughs) If she spills it, maybe. Nah, she stays. I'm very protective of my sheets. Ah, well, I don't give a sheet. I don't I don't like foreign liquids in my shit. <laughs> hey, the more liquid the better, my man. <laughs> uh so uh Damien Leone posted on his uh Instagram account uh a plethora of pictures of stills uh to terrify her too. I saw is, that. It's still in post production. I think this has actually been kind of in post production hell. Mm-hmm. Uh if I could give our listeners and fans of uh Terrifier any fucking advice, it's Leave David Howard Thornton and Damien Leone alone. Please. Be, be fucking patient. I know I, David has put up multiple times about he doesn't know when it's going to be ready. Just be patient. It's going to be fucking worth it. So we got a little, just a little, a little taste. taste. A little taste. A little snack. A little, uh, mm, yes. a little nip on the bone, so to speak. It looks like art is going to be terrifying uh, a young girl and a uh, her little brother. I love that so, that's the plot. Uh, Art the Clown uh, terrifies someone in the new <laughs> Terrifier movie, part two. Hey, man, if it ain't broke... Oh, and uh, like I mentioned before, my man Chris Jericho is going to be in the movie, so... Fozzy himself. Yeah, the Foz. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know what I always uh, say? Judas, be my guy. Hey, hey, Judas, take the wheel. <laughs> what are you trying? I've been drinking. What is? Is that a? Is that a Miller High Life I just saw? Possibly. Oh God, bless you! I didn't realize you were watching me on this camera here. Yeah, yeah, uh, Wait, yeah. So hold uh, on, hold on. You didn't see what I did like ten minutes before we started recording. Did you? I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, upset. Sorry, I Matt. Don't wanna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I don't want to upset um, our producer. I did not realize that we were under surveillance in this uh, this facility, so... Yeah, this is being recorded, man. I'm going to have to jump right out the window. And and fucking break your arm? Dude, it's a two-story jump. Quick question. Yeah. How'd my dick work? Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, it hangs... Photogenic, at least. You know what, man? This is why I told you I like to be surrounded by 
Men, men with big cocks. <laughs> <laughs> and say, uh, we actually did have that conversation. We earlier. did. You know, I know I like a. I, if you're going like to streamline that's... it, if you're if you're going to put it in the fewest possible words, and this isn't even a joke, you. I, well, I don't even want to say you. We both agreed that we prefer yes. the company of men with large penises <laughs> because because I, I yeah because they got nothing to prove man so when you're uh, when you're dangling there flaccid your yeah, dick that, hangs your that, dick hangs lower than your balls man that, that bde man yeah man that's right it's, it's noticeable it's a it's a sensation it's a boy uh, it's a is vibe. it noticeable i mean it's if a... you if you know where to look <laughs> <laughs> so yeah terrifier 2 coming out 2022 sometime next year who fucking cares it's going to happen. It's going to be fucking great. And we need Art the Clown now more than ever, especially after that fucking evil dies tonight bullshit. Yeah. We're going to have to just be a little patient with that one, I think. Yeah. Be- but we can, we, can, uh, we can do that as a community without as a community. harassing anyone. You know, Felissa Rose is in that, too. I've heard. Yeah. The, the wonderful, the beautiful Felissa Rose. Guy motorboat her till the cows come home. Hell yeah. I second that. Uh, Jordan Peele, I, I'm, uh, wasn't the biggest fan of Us, but I know that everyone fucking loved it, so. Uh, well, not, not as much as everyone loved, uh, his first movie. Get Out is a very good movie. It was Us, much, I think that was, that was lauded quite a bit more. Yeah. Um. Uh, I, I, everybody seemed to really like Us. I just did not get into it, man. I, I have to I, agree I, with I you on that one. I was, I was not big on Us. Oh, no. But, but every, Get Out, Get Out was great. Oh, Get Out's, Get Out's phenomenal. Such a good movie. Uh, Jordan Peele is working on his third film. Good. Uh, actually, he just uh, just finished filming his third film, uh, which is called Nope. Nope? Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I kind of like that. I do, too. Nope. What's it about? I don't know. So, like, like someone walks in the room like, hey, you going going to let me live today? <laughs> nope. <laughs> am I gonna? I'm gonna walk out of this room in one piece. Nope. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, am I going to maintain the integrity of my asshole? Nope. Ah. Okay. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> that's that, that's extra scary to me. If someone uh, is just so nonchalant about uh, their intentions. <laughs> just, yeah. Nope. 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 Hey, uh, 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 sir. Would you mind not blocking the exit to this room? Uh, nope. 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 Um, <laughs> do you think I could get out of your car? Nope. Nope. Uh, um, Captain Stabbing, can I please get off the boat? <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> do you think maybe tonight I could have the top bunk? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> hey, can you pass me the salt? <laughs> nope. <laughs> There it is. There is the plot for Jordan Pill's new movie right there. This is going to be a good one. I think we're hey. all going to enjoy this. So, nope. Uh, the plot details behind it and everything are kept very hush-hush. And there's actually a rumor that Jordan Peele is not going to have a proper trailer for it. Oh. Where it's well, just so, going to be... Hey, hey, Jordan, are we going to have a trailer for this movie? <laughs> nope. Nope. <laughs> like every... Every meeting he has with studio executives, every everything that involves the contract, just nope. But I have to appreciate that so much, man, because people are going to go see this based on the fact that it's Jordan Peele's new movie, yep. and we don't know shit fuck about it. I think he's got a he's got enough clout behind him nowadays that that's probably enough. 
I agree, and especially but, the fact that he only has three films. Now, to me, uh, when it comes to new directors, he's not my favorite. My favorite is Ari, uh, Ari Aster. Sure. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, I think he's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, but uh, it's it's but nobody knows who that is. Everyone knows who Jordan Peele is. A lot of um, people know who Aster is. I, not mainstream. If I if I walk inside right now and in the in the right communities though, I think um, Midsummer made a, a pretty big impact. Right? Uh shit. I said Ari Aster, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. I met the guy that did the Witch in the Lighthouse and I just his name just slipped my head. Oh Stephen Baldwin. Oh no, Alec, he didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so Nope will be out July 22nd of next year. And you know what it reminds me of? Um, anyone who is privileged enough to see uh, Grindhouse in the theaters remembers all of those fake trailers in between the two films. Love it. And uh, the one was, what was it called? Don't? Oh, I don't remember that. No, it was it was directed by, uh, what's his name, who did uh, Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead. Oh, uh, he just had a movie come out called uh, Last Night in Soho or something like that. I haven't seen it yet, but it's getting amazing reviews. You don't remember the the trailer he did? It was called Don't. Where's like, uh, should I should I go into that room? Should I open that door? Don't. It's coming. Yeah. Okay. It's coming back to me. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. This, this is what Nope reminds me of, and I think nope. um, I don't think you can have a title like Nope without kind of at least feeling that same uh, that same vibe. Oh yeah, no, I I, uh, I definitely I, agree on that. I dig it. I'm on that wavelength. I'm, hey, I'm feeling it. So one of my favorite ones is the one that I think is it the one that Rob Zombie did with Nick Cage. Nick Cage is uh, Fu Manchu or whatever. Yeah. Was, now the uh, reason SS werewolves of uh, uh, yes yes oh werewolf women women of the SS or some shit sounds yeah. about right. Uh, now Nick Cage did that little cameo as Fu Manchu starring Nick... Sherry Moon. Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, Nick Cage was just recently cast to play Dracula in the upcoming film uh, Renfield. Oh yes, we've uh, we've talked about this momentarily. Uh, Renfield's been in the works now for a few years, man, and it's finally coming to fruition. And too. we got the first the first like uh, actor, and it's Nick Cage playing as Dracula. I absolutely. Love, love this resurgence of Nick Cage. He's playing uh, the the full on starring role. I would, well, aside from Renfield, but Ren, it, the movie's going to follow Renfield. Nick Cage is kind of like the secondary character. Any word um, on who's playing the titular? No, I uh, don't know that yet. But you're going to love this, my man. Okay. I uh, this is being written by Ryan Ridley. Do you know that name? I do. But I'm not sure yeah. if I, uh, where exactly is that from. You saw that at the beginning of episodes of Rick and Morty. He's oh, one of the head. That's, that's yes. right. Okay. Yes, one of the head writers of Rick and Morty. So, and uh, the original storyline is from one of the gentlemen that uh, helped work on Walking Dead. Not I almost, Greg. Nic- uh, I almost not Greg Nicotero. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So not Greg Nicotero, but the other guy. I. Yeah, so we have Renfield to look forward to. There's no date on when that's coming out yet. It's not even being filmed yet. It's still in pre-production, but it's it's very exciting that the wheels are turning on this. So one. if you had if you had your choice, yeah, anyone anyone available, no uh, no restrictions on 
cost, availability, age, anything like that. Who would you pick for your uh, dream Renfield? Uh, we got to dig up Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, but, you know, he liked heroin too much. Yeah, see, I was I was going to go with the old, uh, that old chestnut uh, Eddie Furlong. <laughs> Just, we all we all know how that is. You saw it coming. Yeah, yeah. God damn it! I walked right into that. Not Just realistically like way... though. Um, well, let me think of a serious one. Uh, real realistic Renfield. I I actually re- I can only picture Danny DeVito, right? <laughs> it, yeah, you just killed my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, who played him in uh, Dracula? Bram Stoker's Dracula. I uh, uh, Tom Waits. That's yeah. I was thinking of Tom Waits. He did a fantastic job. No, he's awesome, but he's not funny. He's not funny. Is the intention of this film, is it going to be a comedy? It's going to just show how, it's supposed to be a horror comedy. It's going to show how shitty Renfield's job is. Ah, okay. So it's going to be like the the labor of it, like the menial uh, tasking of... I hope they're not going to go too in... Yeah, I hope they're not going to go too into the the route of like what we do in the shadows because that's fucking going to be unoriginal. You know, now that you mention it, it's probably going to be that exact tone. I hope not. I wouldn't be. I, I really, I, I really like hope what we not. We do in the shadows. Uh, I, I remember I, there was a rumor that one of the original stories is that Renfield gets sick of working for Dracula and he leaves Transylvania, and it's supposed to look like the way it did in like eighteen hundred, eighteen forty seven, whatever it was, and he comes to America, but it's actually modern day. Okay. Like Dracula's just still stuck in like the eighteen hundreds. So Renfield comes over here and he gets like a cell phone and he goes to Times Square and does some gets into all kind of zany fuck fuckery. He's he's teaching Dracula how to acclimate to the modern world. He's like liaison with the public kind of thing. Yeah, you know he starts. He's like Dracula's agent. He starts doing TikTok videos for him and shit. I can see that. that. Yeah, that'd be that'd be kind of that'd be. You know what? That'd be kind of fun. Gets in touch with uh, Jeffrey Epstein, kind of hooks him up a little bit. Like, oh my like, god! <laughs> damn it! You know, I, we were having a good time here. Oh, did I ruin it? <laughs> I, I have a tendency to do that. Sorry. <laughs> tendency <laughs> to do that. I'll go fart on a cracker. Yeah. Uh, so I had a chance to. Uh, I, I watched uh, Squid Game finally. Oh, good. Uh, very good, very entertaining. Not think, original. It's the typical Korean, you this know. This might be one of the only times ever in the history of DTS that I have seen something before you have. Oh, you saw Squid Game? Oh, yeah. Oh, no way. Dude, the yeah. entire fucking world has seen Squid Game. You are the last fucking horse to cross that finish line. You know, I was I was busy with uh, this, uh, um, you know, uh, divorce. Uh, moving out here to Reno, Nevada, you know, so, 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 so fuck me, Greg. Okay. Might sound like a good excuse in your head, but really (laughs) (laughs) squid game, dude. Like we're all talking about it. I know. Right. Fuck. Yeah. So Uh, what did you think? Uh, loved it. Yeah. Okay. It was awesome. Did you like the masks? Uh, You like the little, uh, little PlayStation masks? I, I, yeah. Fuck yeah. I liked it. Uh, I like, yeah. The box. The box with like the the fucking gimmicks on there. I'm like, oh, they're all getting PlayStations. Sure. And it's like, oh no, wait, it's just, they're not. Um, I have to I have to admit, I kind of saw the ending coming a little bit, but I don't think that ruined it for me. I, I feel you on that. Yeah. No, uh, I don't want to give anything away because they're. Probably, I don't I mean, either. I don't either. No, I, I am. Fine. I'm fucking with you when I say that everybody's seen it, but I don't think everybody's seen not it. Not so everybody. I don't want to give the ending away. 
The reason why I'm bringing this up, my man, is I don't know if you heard about this, but a Korean man is sentenced to death for smuggling a copy of Squid Game into North Korea. Oh, yeah. You can't do that. No. Can't bring media into North Korea. No, but it turned out it was more than that. Like, you know, he had Squid Game. He had a bootleg copy of Soul Plane. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Tales from the Hood. (laughs) He had... uh, uh, Let's see what else. What else did he have on him? He, he had fucking. Uh, uh, you know what? This jokes. This jokes just falling flat. I mean, you know what his problem was? He didn't. He didn't have Dennis Rodman as his ambassador. That's what you needed. Yeah. If you want to go into North Korea with any kind of contraband, just call up Dennis. Uh, he'll and put he's you not, on a private jet. He's not doing anything right now. He's not doing anything. No, he's, he's working he's like, on. No, he's he's just he's waiting sit- for for Kim Jong to fucking call him up. Yeah, uh, Dennis. When was the last time we had a party? Yeah, right. Bring all your friends from America. I've got all the money here. <laughs> Trust me, nobody else yeah, is yeah. gonna fucking mess it. I got uh, this sweet leather coat. Yeah, and I love basketball. Yeah, but don't you dare bring Squid Game. Yeah, apparently, I don't know. Did he have a personal problem with that? It sounds like he might have. Yeah, probably. Did, wait, did what happened to this guy that got caught with it? Uh, I think dead? they put him in a. I think they put a bullet in him. I don't fucking know. I don't know if he's dead or not. I know he's sentenced to death. I bet he's encased uh, in concrete. I think it's like one of those things when you get sentenced to death over there. It's like five minutes later you're gone. You know, you might you might be right about that. Kind of sad, man. I mean, the guy probably just trying to make you know five bucks or whatever off this copy. And wait, you think was his intention to sell like one copy of Squid Game to people, or did he? Um, Maybe he had more than one. Plans? Maybe I don't know. The worst part is, is that he had it on a on Betamax. Oh well, I, that might be the new technology over there. He had it on Laserdisc. <laughs> those those big ones that are like the size of a record. Looks like a big silver record. Yeah, like a CD. <laughs> those are actually pretty cool. You can skip. Uh, you can jump to different scenes and everything. No, you can do that with Blu-ray too. Well, we're talking. Uh, what was that like? Late eighties. The Laserdisc came out. Uh, wasn't that like the like the nineties? I don't fucking late eighties. I remember we had it in school. Yes, yes. And for some uh, reason, my... they, when we were in school, they only used them to show us still images of uh, like marine life. Oh, they they did it to be like, oh, here's Neptune. Yeah, yeah. It was like like science shit, but it would never. We never watched video on Laserdisc. We always just watched. Uh, they would like put in a number, and like a still image would come up, and it would be high def, but. Uh, it was enough to convince me that Laserdisc was bullshit. And, I watched Aliens yeah. on Laserdisc. Okay. Yeah, it was my uh, uh, the girl I was cool. dating. Yeah, her dad had Laserdisc, and he was so proud of it. Then he pulled I mean, out a copy of Aliens. That's a that's a good uh, good piece to have in your collection. I will say. It was like that uh, that one episode of Bob's Burgers where Gene's dating the girl and can't stand her but loves the dad. Yeah. I couldn't stand this girl, but the dad had a lot of cool toys and shit. So I've 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 been in that kind of situation before. Yeah, yeah. Especially as a teenager, I uh, I once dated a girl whose dad let me drink with him all the time when I was like oh, seventeen. Yeah, man. It was just kind of like hell yeah, man. Well, it's we're we're sitting in the driveway on lawn chairs, just drinking the old uh, Jenny Cream Ale, oh. which sucks. But when you're a teenager, it's you know any port in a storm kind of deal. Oh, it's gold. Um. You know, the girlfriend's inside getting ready to go out, and you just, yeah, take your fucking time. Hang out with your dad. <laughs> you know? I can relate. Yeah. Just sit there and uh, t- 
talk about how you plow his daughter? I think he just assumed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, my favorite werewolf movie is not American Werewolf in London. It's actually oh. The Howling. Joe Dante's The Howling. Okay, and it's not The Wolfen? <laughs> yeah, it's it's not Dog Soldiers or whatever the I mean, fuck. Dog that. Soldiers is up there. It's pretty. Dog cool. Soldiers is fucking sweet. Probably one of the best looking werewolves. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So the Howling uh, is getting the 4K treatment. Uh, mm-hmm. It's going to be out next month. Uh, it's it's going to be loaded with extras, including audio from Joe Dante, D. Wallace. Uh, there is a bunch of behind the scenes shit. A bunch of uh, uh, deleted scenes that were never seen before. Right. Uh, so totally looking forward to this. Uh, keep your dicks to the ground for this one because it'll be coming out soon. Definitely feel those check vibrations. it out. Just fill the tremors, man. Well, that sounds fucking fantastic. I can't wait for that, dude. I love the howling. The howling yeah, me is, too, man. is so goddamn good. Good stuff. Uh, and uh, I got one more little tidbit here, Gregory. Good. Hammer horror. One of my favorite kinds of horror. absolutely adore Hammer horror movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think they're absolutely amazing. You got Peter Cushing, Christopher Lee, all those fucking guys. Uh, Classic feel to those. Yes, yeah, yeah. Such classics like Twins of Evil, uh, uh, all all that shit. But uh, (laughs) I like how you went with that one. (laughs) I don't know why I went with that one. I think it's because the most recent. Because those two girls, Jesus. It's because of the bosoms. Oh, so many bosoms. Uh, yeah, if you get the twins in that one, dude, you watch Hammer Horror, you're gonna get a lot of really fucking sexy girls, a mm. lot of gore, and some really good acting too. Yeah, it's uh, some pretty damn good spe- uh, practical effects. Absolutely. Now, Hammer Horror was recently. Uh, it's obviously it's been in limbo for what thirty years. Uh, a couple of no one's really been doing anything with it. I know there was a documentary that came out a couple years ago about Hammer Horror. Well, a UK company paired up with uh, uh, the estate rights, uh, the ones that have like the rights to Hammer Horror. Uh, they are pumping so much fucking money to get the... Uh, to, to. I know it's been kind of flatlined. Uh, they gave it CPR. The pulse is back. Hammer Horror is coming back. They are restoring a bunch of classics and they are going to be making new original hammer horror movies that are it's supposed to have the same feel same type of sets same fucking 35 millimeter shits and that really good acting and uh just like the same the same feel they're not like doing what uh uh full moon did where they just completely ruined it okay Uh, so they're they're keeping the dream alive Yes, and they're keeping they're, they're, they promise to stay true to what made Hammer Horror so special in the first place. I can't wait to actually see some of this. I'm really excited about this. I'm excited about the original, the new original Hammer Horror movies, and also the restoration of some of the classics. If they do this the right way, I mean that's that is fantastic news. I I I I, I couldn't agree more, Greg. Right? I'm getting yeah. I'm getting excited here. Oh, I see it. I'm getting hot. What's, what's what's that? Ready for this? Oh, oh god! Uh, oh, oh, is that picking up on the microphone? Yeah, I, I heard it. That I was gave your it penis. a little. I gave it a tripler. A tripler. <laughs> so your your dick hit, then the two testicles slap behind it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> that's that, that's what I meant with that noise. Um, but I mean, if, if I'm going to triple anything, it's fucking the resurgence of Hammer Horror. Hell yeah! Beautiful. I think there's a lot of people who would agree with me on that one. 
I yeah, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, if you uh, like uh, if you like sexy women, if you like Dracula, if you like just the brightest red that could possibly be the red for blood, uh, you're gonna, so you're gonna dig this new Hammer Horror shit. I'm sure. All right, let's my all, man. Let's all make a point of supporting this if we can. Oh, no doubt. Give it don't, money. Don't be like Captain Stabbing over here, the pirates of it. Yeah, arr, matey. <laughs> uh, I, had a, I had a chance to check out that new Ghostbusters. I, did I talk about that last week? We, we touched on it last week, yeah, and I think we both agreed that it was uh, kind of fucking amazing. It was it, it was so good, dude. Uh, yeah. I actually, like, the, the part at the end there, I, the nostalgia hit me so hard I got emotional. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, it was... It, Great, absolutely love it. I hope. Uh, so I, I, hope I they can't go... say enough good things about it. I, so last week, I kind of got the impression that you hated it, but I think you were uh, being facetious. No, no, love it. Love Paul Rudd. Loved everything about it. Yeah, I, I thought it was a it was a nice little uh, little throwback to the classic. Yeah, uh, it certainly wasn't the big chunky piece of shit that the 2016 iteration was. We don't even talk about that. Well, we try not. We don't need. We don't until need to I talk bring about it up. It. Yeah, and yeah. Then, uh, and then here we are, face to face, ass to ass, dick to dick. Uh, it's never pleasant. Never a no. good time when you bring up that uh, that 2016 Ghostbusters. Um, I uh, I haven't had a chance to check it out yet either, but I heard really good things about Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. Turns out that that was fucking amazing. Did you see it? I did. Yeah, Britt and I went and checked it out. No way! Tell me about it, man. It is pretty much. Uh, it's exactly what the trailer makes it look like. I have to say. Um, so just basically one and two. It's it's the uh, more or less the combined story of the first the first two for sure. Um, if you were a little disappointed by the, well, just the other the the other series of Resident Evil movies. That oh, the Fast and off, Furious uh, Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah, Fast and Furious Raccoon City. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they didn't exactly cover the the ones that everybody likes. You know no. what I mean? Then that yeah. was the big problem. Um, it went off in its own direction, and you know, love it or hate it, it, it kind of did its own thing. But uh, this this new one, um, what was the subtitle for it? It was like uh, Return to Raccoon City or something like that. Uh, it, it had a subtitle. I think it uh, was uh, Bloodlines. Oh yeah, Revelations. Yeah. Next of kin. Is everybody tired of this shit yet? I hope not, because we're not going to stop. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess um, I don't want to give anything away because it is still, you know relatively new but i will say if you're a fan of the earlier resident evil games which i certainly am i know you are too oh yeah anyone who's over the age of 35 is probably uh you know has probably mastered those games by now you'd probably beat it in two and a half an hours uh with the knife and get that s rating uh yep. like like everybody um within the uh boundaries of japan probably can not so much myself um but yeah you'll <laughs> like it you'll dig it if you've oh, ever dude. if you've ever beaten Resident Evil 2 as the tofu character, you will enjoy this film. The tofu character. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Oh man. Well, you sound like <laughs> you don't. Nope. A, it was a secret character at the end that he's basically a big chunk of tofu with a knife, and it's really fucking tough to beat the game. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You've never heard of this? No, I, I know about like the Shiva Inu from Silent Hill. Ah, oh, I thought you were a fan. Wait, a tofu? There is a tofu character. Everybody, uh, everyone in our audience is screaming at you to stop being such a fuckhead right now. All right, maybe. All right, probably. I'm sorry, that was harsh. I apologize. 
No, it's a, it's a, I deserved it. Next time in, I'm in Reno, I'll give you an apologetic handjob for that one. Uh, oh, yes, yeah, so there is a about... um, there is a tofu character. It is basically like ultra difficulty, like the hardest it can get. You start in the sewer and you go backwards. It's a whole what? thing. And yeah, you, you play know? as tofu. And it's you have a knife. Huh. Yeah. Well, the zombies wouldn't try to eat you because you're made of tofu. You would think. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't exactly... It doesn't follow that logic. They still fight you. Okay. It's a it's a little-known difficulty. You you have, like, what is it? Like, easy, normal, hard... Uh, and then like tofu. Hardcore. And then there's tofu, and then there's Japanese. Oh, ooh. Okay. Yeah, and if you're a Japanese 12-year-old, that is, like, easy for you, but not so much for us on the uh, the other side of the globe. Well, Japanese 12-year-olds are just, like, made out of, like, octopus tentacles. Yeah, and they've, uh, they've been mastering Resident Evil since the age of two. So they have a little uh, bit of a leg up on us. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess that leads to this, my man. Okay. I want to apologize. Oh. For, for beating me with bamboo rods until I beat Resident Evil 2 in two hours? I want to apologize to you, Greg. Okay. I want to apologize to you about being such a fucking idiot. I was hoping you'd say that. And not knowing what the tofu character is in Resident <laughs> Evil 2. Okay. I am so sorry. You, and you know, on, you're, you're starting to sound a little insincere. I, I, also, I, I do want to apologize about this also, man. Okay. Uh, you know, I, as, our, as our, our listeners know by now that we're on both sides of the world now. Mm-hmm. You're um, actually in Japan. Yeah, you have to dig a hole to come to me. Mm, you got to yeah. dig a hole to get to this hole. If you want to beat this guy with a bamboo rod, you're going to have to climb through the center of the earth. And you better be full of tofu. Yes. Uh, I want to apologize. Uh, I So last week's episode, of course, sounded like absolute dog shit. I mean, it I didn't think like, so, but... I, 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 heard, I heard it was. <laughs> we did get some uh, fan feedback that wasn't quite as positive as I would have hoped. No, I... Uh, I, I mean, I managed to get through the episode myself, but not without cringing the entire time. I had to turn that shit uh, I got this new microphone here, but I did not set it up beforehand, and Greg and I spent about 90 minutes trying to fucking figure it out. And uh, it was basically the Polish reboot where it's just like, <laughs> log out and log back in. Because we're, we're smart and tech savvy over here at DTS. Yes. Yes, we are. Um, And I guess what I'm getting at is, it's Right now, 10.20 my time, and I think over there, it's like 4 a.m. It is, uh, yeah, it is 1.20 a.m. Uh, it's like two days into the future. Yep. Uh, so for that, Greg, I want to apologize to you. I might not go to sleep tonight because of, uh, because of this guy over here. Because of the cocaine. And his, and his bullshit microphone antics. Yeah, I'm but sorry. That's all right. Um, but as long as we're doing fucking... Uh, apology corner, I suppose I should probably throw my own uh, hat into the ring here, right? Yes, throw it in, babe. Um, also, Matt. Where's Matt been, by the way? I know he hasn't, I... been, he hasn't been playing the piano for us these last couple episodes. I feel like no, he's not going to he show not. up tonight either. Oh, God um, damn it. We should, we should pay him more, right? You think he's split because we, we actually stopped uh, like giving him money? Well, I, I used to give him uh, under-the-table reach-arounds I'm not there to do that anymore. Oh, shit. You know what? I should probably start doing that, right? You have very soft hands. I, I pride myself. <laughs> yeah. I lotion constantly. So, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. Matt, if you're listening to this, 
Uh, maybe next week we'll get you on that, uh, you know, that under the table deal that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wouldn't hope for the piano just yet, but. Uh, and I refuse to hum this week. Yeah, I, well, you know, you held it down last year. I got to say, it was pretty good. It was pretty Thanks. fucking good. Um, we're gonna do a a silent version of the apology corner this week. Yep. Um, which I think is a little more respectful, a little more reflective. It's because uh, someone like died, right? Well, someone's ego died. <laughs> I Bill did, Mars. I, I, mm, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I had something else in mind, though. So uh, let's get right into it. Uh, to the often overlooked, never remembered, critically panned, and societally shunned, the proverbial, prototypical, quintessential little brother that time and audiences forgot. Daniel Baldwin. Oh, little Danny. <laughs> I ignorantly forgot your name last episode, <laughs> which was our best episode. Probably. And for that, I apologize. Uh, while your larger, sweatier brothers are out there pumping out the hits, <laughs> you're, you're more the kind of guy who drops a pube in his lunch so he doesn't have to pay for it. <laughs> If I can offer some advice to make yourself just a little bit more recognizable, I have to say just to try some kind of publicity stunt, like driving drunk or, I don't know, shooting someone. <laughs> but don't pull the trigger. So, and I, I mean, if the name Davy Baldwin isn't a household name by the end of this year, we're all just going to know that you're nothing but a goddamn coward. So, <laughs> sorry about that, I guess. <laughs> That's my apology, quarter. Uh, normally I'd ask Matt to stop the piano, but I know, uh, he hasn't been paid yet. Ah, so you gotta, gotta pay the man. Yeah. You gotta grease his pocket a little bit. Yeah. By which I mean a different P word. Grease his penis. Can you hear that by the way? What? The sound of you greasing a penis? No. I uh, see out here there's coyotes. Oh, and there's a coyote uh, howling over there. I'm, uh, yeah. So, are you in the wilderness right now? I basically. Are you sitting in a dry desert? Uh, I was convinced that I Soaking saw up the rain. a. Uh... <laughs> I was convinced. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> suck, Jackie, suck. <laughs> uh, I convinced myself a couple days ago that there was a UFO in the sky, and it turned out that it was a stationary satellite. Oh, is that why so many people out there uh, are insane? I was a madman. I was taking footage of this. I was, <laughs> I, I, I was legit calling people. Like, I'm like, you gotta check your phone right now. I'm sending you a video. It's in the sky. It's blinking like a cop car, but it's not fucking moving. You've been in that part of the country for ten minutes, and you've already lost your mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine any just anyone who's out there in the desert just looking for UFOs. Like... <laughs> You know, things are starting to make a whole lot more sense. What? Yes. How far are you from Area Fifty One? I, I, an eight-hour drive. Okay, you need to link up with all those really smart people who wanted to break down the gates. Get into I that, think that ship is sailed. That community. No, they're they're probably still out there. They're they're uh, discouraged, but they're not done. I think they need a leader, and that that no, might okay. just be you, my friend. I think so. I think you might be right. Show them that video. I'll be their Fox Mulder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the, the truth is out there. 
All right, man. It's Man Eater Month. Man Eater. You want to sink your teeth into this one or what? I like that. I like what you did there. Uh I mean, if you're ready, if you want to talk about this thing. So Greg and I took a little step away from horror this week. It's, uh, I guess in a way, depending on who you are, it could be considered horror because I think Bill Maher is fucking terrifying. This is kind Uh, of vegan horror. Sure. Yeah, in a way, it's kind of vegan horror. Uh, This could be compared to, I think, Greg, you said it. What would this movie be compared to? Hell Comes to Frogtown. Is that what I said? Yeah. I was actually, I was trying to remember if, uh, if I had compared this to something in the recent past. You um, said it had uh, the Hell Comes to Frogtown feel, and it totally does, because Hell Comes to Frogtown technically isn't horror. This is a little bit of a, like a, kind of a road movie. Yeah, it's, it's a, an adventure, an adventure into the abyss. Exploitation um, film, kind of has a little touch of Mel Brooks humor in it. So we should probably uh, throw the title out there. This is Cannibal Women, also known as Piranha Women, uh-huh. in the avocado jungle of death. So it turns out there's two versions. Yeah. I don't know what the major differences are. I think one is edited and one isn't. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, I watched Cannibal Women of the Avocado Jungle and the opening scene with those big, luscious tits. Oh, they were great. I, I Good for you, Greg, because the version I saw, they were blurred. Oh, well, I watched Piranha Women of the Avocado Jungle of Death, and it had boobage in it. They will bite your pecker off. Yes, and uh, this is the 1989... Absolute classic, directed by J.F. Lawton. Yes. Known for such other films as... Weekend at the Baldwins. I don't think he's ever done anything else. No, that's it. I don't know if he's, a, I don't know if he's actually a man or a woman. The J could be anything. <laughs> J.F.? It could be Jennifer Francis. Yeah, it could be uh, John Francis. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, this might be a one-off. Uh, but what it is, above all else, is a Shannon Tweed in Bill Maher adventure through uh, the epic jungle of California in an effort to secure avocados for democracy. All right, real quick. Does that sound about right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, j- back on J.F. Law- Lawton. Oh, this person has done something else. All right, and I'm actually kind of embarrassed by this that we were just besmirching his good name because... The son of a bitch wrote, okay. let me say it again, wrote, Okay. Pretty Woman, I mean, Under Siege. That's better. Uh, you know what? That's Under Siege 2. Uh, not as good as the first one. You know what? That's it. <laughs> that's all that matters. Under Siege 2 is on the train, right? Yeah, yeah. I actually like Under Siege 2. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not quite as good as the first one. No, uh, of course not. Gary Busey isn't in drag. Pretty Woman, I can definitely take or leave. Oh, yeah, I hate that movie. It's not, uh, it's not exactly my favorite feature film. No. No, it's, it's fucking... It's no notebook. Most importantly, it is not an accurate retelling of the classic literary masterpiece Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad, <laughs> which is what Cannibal Women of the Avocado Jungle of death certainly is yes did you catch that no oh wait what yeah are you familiar with apocalypse now yes 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 (laughs) this is a soft reboot of apocalypse now apocalypse now the classic 
by uh, what's his name, Sean William Scott. <laughs> also, also directed Bram Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> Sean William Scott. That's the guy that did The Godfather, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All also, right. Godfather Two. Yeah. And to a lesser extent, Godfather Three. Bloodlines. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, just a little bit about the plot of the movie is that the U.S. government is eager to protect the nation's avocado supplies, mm-hmm. and they recruit Professor Margot Hunt, who is played by Shannon Tweed, yes, to make contact with these this ancient tribe of cannibal women known as the Piranha Women, yes. uh, all females, and they're just known to eat and devour men. Yes. Uh, before we get really deep into the movie. Greg, take us back to 1989. Why don't you give us our list of characters, my oh, man? Oh, you want to talk about some characters? Well, as I would we absolutely love to. Uh, we've got the beautiful Shannon Tweed, also known as uh, the wife of Kiss bassist Gene Simmons. Yep. Uh, or the, I, I guess, uh, longtime girlfriend of Kiss bassist Gene Simmons. I think they recently they were, got married. They never got married? I think they did uh, recently. For a really? long time, uh, For a long time, Gene was holding out, I think. Shannon Tweed was, was... He had his reasons. Yeah, yeah, of course. He had to fuck 4,000 women. Well, I, uh, I was thinking more monetary. If, uh, ah, if I know yes, his general yes. priorities. Um, but she she plays Dr. Margot Hunt, which, when I first read this, I wasn't sure if that was some sort of uh, pun or if there was some something funny going on with the name. Oh, boy. Um, but I, I couldn't really piece anything together that was actually, like, uh, definitive... You know, because she was such a strong feminist, they could have just called her Mike. Right. Yeah. Or or something that rhymed with Hunt. But they went with Hunt instead. Bunt, like a bunt cake. Yeah, like a you know, like what feminists are always cooking. Um <laughs> so she is a hot professor of women's studies. Uh she is a survivalist, a weapons expert, a judo master, and a notably shitty driver. Yes. Oh, terrible driver. And right. we will cover that. And we get a we get a fun little scene where she's just all over the map and it's like Oh, oh, oh and it's like, oh, we get it, the joke, because she's a woman. Yeah, she can't find her way from one side of California to the other. No, no, no. And to drive that joke home, we have Bunny. Who is also I a love uh, Bunny. We all love Bunny. She might be the best character in this whole movie. She uh, absolutely is. She is another, and I'm putting this in heavy, heavy quotes, feminist. She is a sophomore student of Dr. Hunt's. Uh, she's in just a full-on chauvinist stereotype. <laughs> a big old airhead, a Chad magnet, and loves meat. Uh, if anybody remembers the movie Space Cowboys with, uh, I think Do it was I? like Tommy Lee Jones, Clint Eastwood, uh, when they, they all go to space, she is the female astronaut in that one. Yeah, the female cowboy. The cowgirl. Uh, she, cowboy. Was also, <laughs> she was also Tara in Return of the Killer Tomatoes. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. And uh, let, me, let me just specify, um, you remember that time when I said loves meat? Yes. Yeah, I was referring to penis. Oh, she loves it. Loves penis. And she is not shy about saying it throughout the entire film. No. Um, I mean, kudos to her, man. See, I don't believe in the whole slut-shaming thing. No, of course not. No. I mean, loving penis is a beautiful thing. Yeah. I mean, mean, look at you. Yeah. 
Hey, hey. <laughs> loud and proud over here in, uh, in North Tonawanda. <laughs> not so, that that's a bad thing. Not, of course. No. No, it's not a Beautiful bad thing. thing. Uh, so next up, we have uh, Maddox. I think he's a colonel. Colonel Maddox, let's say that. Yeah, he's sure. A, uh, he's a straight-laced, goal-oriented government man. He is passionate about avocados, loves America, hates his wife. <laughs> yes, he certainly does yeah. hate his wife. He is a bitter, bitter uh, husband. Yeah, uh, he uh, he had a role in The Irishman. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I think he played King. one of The Irishmen. Uh, probably. I mean, the guy's the guy's been acting. I think for like uh, I think fifty years now. So. Yep. Yeah, I would say easily the Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death is probably his best, the, the highlight of his, his career. Yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. Um, but he is uh, not to be outdone by a man that I could only call Eye Patch. <laughs> I didn't catch his real name, but he's Eye Patch to me. He is an intense, ideologically focused anti-communist. He's an yes. anti-cannibal. He is anti-woman, but he is pro-guacamole. Yeah, this is Paul Ross, and this is actually his only role. The Paul Ross. Okay, yeah. That's it. That's it. He was uh, in this and nothing else. I don't know him from anything else. He may nope. have written this film. He may have financed this film. Um, I don't think he had the money for it. I think Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death may have been his baby. <laughs> but I'm just speculating. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, more importantly, we have Dr. Kurtz who might be my favorite character out of this film, might be your favorite character out of this film. She's certainly my favorite character in Swamp Thing. This she is, is... Adrian oh. Barbeau. Oh, God. Oh, my God. She Known is... also for Death Race 2000. Yes. Uh, Escape from New York. Oh, God. Among many, many other films that were only improved Can... by large breasts. Call me Billy, everybody does. Yeah, I, I will. I will call you anything you want, Adrian. I literally, I you know, one thing I will not call her is late for dinner. Okay, <laughs> that's uh, that's something my grandpa might have said. Yeah, um, and also, she is a scholar. She is an anthropologist, a militant feminist, a cannibal, a born leader, a conspiracy theorist, and a chum bucket. <laughs> and now that I got that out, what were you about to say? Sorry, I just threw that all out there. <laughs> Uh, the one thing too that if you if you could look past her assets, okay, she has okay. she has the perfect like buttery voice. Oh, of course, it's She's known for it. I uh, if you uh, if you're a fan of uh, the movie The Fog, you would know her as the radio DJ. I'm talking 1980s The Fog. Uh, oh, is that another high life? Oh no, I think that was Adrian Barbeau. Oh, <laughs> just doing the fog. Are you popping pussies over there? Um, yeah. So she uh, she has a silky, buttery voice that will just put you to sleep and give you an erection at the same time. She's just fantastic, and literally Wonderful. everything she's done. She's one of those yep. actresses. If I see her on the bill uh, in the cast of any movie, I know it's at least going to be good in some yeah. respect. Um, because beyond all of the, you know, we're we're being a little. Uh, misogynistically uh, chauvinistically focused here because it is the the theme of this film but she's also yeah. a fantastic uh actress she's great at what she does oh yeah give her all the credit that she deserves Every, all of it uh and uh i i hate to have to even mention 
uh, this last one because he just kind of gets on my nerves in all possible ways. But last and certainly least, we have a character known only as Bill Maher. Oh, God, I was really hoping we weren't going to get to him at all. <laughs> Turns out we can't avoid him. He's, he plays a little bit of a main role in this film. Uh, I don't know what his character was actually named, but he he, just, he plays himself. Yeah. You know, he plays like a cartoon version of Bill Maher. Clearly thinks he's the funniest guy in the fucking world. I kind of have to disagree. But yep. he is a um, he's a bumbling asshole. He is the uh, the guy. The worst. He does play a tongue-in-cheek misogynist, which that joke definitely doesn't get old after the first uh, 700 times. Oh, my God. They um, really beat you over the deck with it. He's a womanizer. He's a scarf uh-huh. rocker. An alcoholic, a gambler. I got to say, these aren't his two worst traits. Uh, I can kind of appreciate those aspects. Sure. Um, But most importantly, he's an ugly bitch. I hate him so much. Yeah, I'm not a a real Bill Maher fan. And uh, I want to say from the get-go, just so that I'm not uh, mistaken or just so my words aren't misconstrued, it has nothing to do with the man's politics. No. he's, he's no. um, he's, He's obviously a political character. Uh, his his show politically incorrect is very popular. It has nothing uh, to do with uh, what he believes idealistically. I think it's just his acting. He, <laughs> he's just, he's know, an irritating comedian. I'll, I'll, I'll say that he's pompous as fuck. And uh, oh, I, the man's uh, got an ego. Oh, such an ego! So, an ego to the point where on his show on HBO, he uh, politically uh, incorrect. No, Politically Correct was his uh, primetime show that was on syndication back in the 90s. HBO Sunday he, nights, 10 o'clock. Uh, po- Politically Incorrect was his old show. His new show is like Late Night with Bill Maher. Who gives a fuck with Bill Maher, I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I think that's that's correct. Who gives a fuck with Bill Maher? Uh, Bill Maher bullies his guest uh, the way Bill O'Reilly does. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a, I, I you know. So he's, he a, a, he's the bizarro Bill O'Reilly. I think that's that's a good way of putting it. Honestly, yeah, yeah, Bizarro Bill Riley. Uh, to, he he he's so pompous and he has such a big ego that he uh, somehow managed to get away with calling himself the House N word. Uh, oh, well, what? I forgot. Wait, you, you don't remember that? this? No. Yeah, I missed that one. I uh, his I uh, one of his his guests. They were uh, they they were black, and uh, I I forgot the context of it. But Bill oh, he Mark said cut- this in front of a black person. In front of a live studio audience and on national TV, little, uh, and this uh... was this was literally like eight years ago, um, and his show's still on. Huh. And Bill Bill Maher cut him off and goes, "No, no, no! I've always considered myself to be a house N word." Um, and it was a couple weeks after that, Ice Cube was a guest on his show, and Ice Cube fucking put him put the fear of God in him. I have always loved the fact that Ice Cube does not fuck around. No, he is. He he, he, and I know this is a fucking cliche at this point, but he keeps it real. Yeah, I know he does. I've seen so many interviews with Ice Cube, uh, where the interviewer will try to lead him in a certain direction, or they'll they'll try to put some, uh, they'll try to put some narrative on him or whatever, and he does not fucking go with it. He speaks his mind like a fucking badass and i love him for it i will always love that aspect of his personality ice cubes my, my favorite rapper he will always be my favorite rapper and the thing is like he is a true thug because he knows what he's doing there's where, a really uh, good clip out there of him uh, just completely shutting down chris cuomo too where he's trying to like yes, put words in yes. his mouth. 
I remember that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and I think what 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 they they forget guys like Bill Maher, Cuomo, uh, other people interviewing him, uh, and a younger generation, younger than us, like they just look at Ice Cube as the guy from Disney movies. Well, they look at they look at him very superficially, and they think that he's going to believe certain things because of uh, his his uh, complexion. You the know, guy, no, it's yeah. just it's just so ignorant. You know, they, they expect Absolutely. him to believe Absolutely. certain things, and they they say certain things like "You're going to agree with me, right?" And he's like, "No, nah, fuck that." <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He, he he just puts them in in their place, and I, you know, he's just he's fucking keeping it real. It's all, you know, it's a cliche, but that's really just all it is. And not a lot of people know this. Ice Cube voted for Trump. A lot of people did. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm, say, I'm saying I'm not going to argue with him. He's Ice Cube, man. It's neither here nor there, but half the country yeah. did, I guess, when you think about it. And uh, uh, I'm not going to say I'm a necessarily a supporter. But oh, yeah, uh, exactly. But like, you can't deny the fact that half the country was at a certain point in history, uh, you know, kind of voted for the guy. And you can't assume something just based on someone's reflection and that's you know? that's what gets a lot of people that interview ice cube in trouble right yeah. they, assume. they assume they don't know where they don't know where they, they think he's coming one way where at least coming another way uh oh dude i absolutely love ice cube but I, I i will send you the clip of the the interview where he he seriously i think bill maher shit his pants and you know what just happened Bill Maher just fucking poisoned our minds because we suddenly turned into a fucking political podcast here when we should be talking Jesus about avocado Christ. women in the cannibal jungle of fucking boobs. If this was Dennis Miller, this conversation wouldn't have happened. Right? Oh, fuck, I fuck you, Bill Maher. Look at this fucking path he just put us hate down. Bill I hate Bill Maher so fucking much. This I'm is all his fault. I'm mad that he just, he just got into my head. That We haven't been funny for ten minutes. Yeah, we got a little... Uh, a little preachy there, actually. Yeah, I don't mean to go on a rant here, but... Real, real quick, apology corner for next time. I'm sorry Bill Maher fucked my mind up for a couple of minutes. Yeah, I'm so sorry to the DTS fans. This is all Bill Maher's fault. You guys want to hear pussy jokes, not this nonsense. Yeah, you want so to hear get back dick to jokes. It. Let's get right, right into it. You want to talk about the movie? Let's talk about the fucking movie. The let's movie opens up... Movie. That movie opens up in the middle of a jungle, a swampy jungle. You got two uh, rough hosers going through the woods, chopping down vines. One of them looks like the fucking guy who plays the Punisher or Shane from Walking Dead or whatever the fuck that I is. I was just going to say that. We Dude, got he looked just like him. Two guys come into the jungle just like your last night in town, and one of them looks like Jamie Kennedy fuck the Punisher. <laughs> you know who the other one looks like? Uh, Bill Maher. A young Julian Sands. That's what I think. Ooh, very good, Greg. Right, right. The warlock himself. And uh, with uh, without further ado, discount Jamie Kennedy gets shot trying to catcall some ladies he sees bathing in a waterfall. Oh, and these girls are, uh, he says they look lonely, and the other guy is like, no, let's just leave them be. And he thinks with his dick and not with his brain. And I think exactly is, uh, what I would do. This is where you said you had some some blurred out boobage. I had blurred boobs. Yeah, you got you got short changed here because there were some heavy boobage. Oh, this, they look they look like some real big knockers. And it, I think this is actually the only part of the movie. It sets kind of a it sets a, like a high bar that it doesn't fulfill by the end of the film. I, I am upset about that, but I'm not upset enough to where it's going to ruin the movie. Yeah, Bill really, Maher did that. It super didn't ruin it, but it. It throws a lot of boobs at you up front, 
and then it just uh, it tapers off quick. Yeah. So if you're expecting anything, uh, if if your reason for watching this movie is because you want to see some tits, cut it off after 30 seconds. Yeah. But uh, you will be shortchanging yourself because this film has a lot to offer. That's not just uh, not just naked women. <laughs> I guess sure. there is there is a heavy feminist message here that I am completely just stopping all over by saying that, and I apologize <laughs> for that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure 99% of our listeners are men. So yeah, now that uh now that uh Jamie Kennedy gets shot, uh the large-breasted half-nude women chase down Warlock Jones, uh and he gets caught in a snare trap. Oh, he um, gets bored. He gets bored uh upside down up into a tree and he is terrified but aroused. And I mean, really ready. Uh, he's just waiting for a little bit of snoo snoo. And I think anyone who enjoys <laughs> Futurama knows what I'm talking about there. <laughs> Um, he's about to endure quite a bit of it. Yeah, just like B. Arthur. Oh, she gets she gets so much snoo snoo. She gets um, so, she gives it and gets it. And this is right where we split to Shannon Spritzer Tweed. College. Yep, Shannon Tweed is in a university, and she is up there giving herself a speech about some feminist shit. I'm not paying attention to a fucking word of it because it's Shannon Tweed and she is a fucking smoke show. It is California after all, but is Spritzer College a real college or is this made up for the movie? I don't know. Are there any of our fans out there in California uh, who are attending Spritzer College? Uh, get back to us. You know the address. Micah 42069. But this is where we are introduced to Dr. Margot Hunt. Yes. A professor of women's studies class or something i don't know what the actual title is i don't um, know exactly what she does either but she's uh she's teaching a lecture after which she is approached by bunny who is everyone's oh, favorite character from this love movie. bunny she is clad I... entirely in pink and she is serious about not being a stereotype in spite of the fact that she screams it from every orifice and she's going uh she's majoring in home economics Yes, which is one of the most feminist of arts. Um, but she wants to be the best at it that she can. So yep. she uh, she wants a little bit of advice from Dr. Margo. Uh, and that's, uh, at this point, we get uh, we get interrupted. By the government! The government. The government. These, yeah, these men. These, these government males. They yeah. arrive. Uh, and they say, and actually, this is one of the funnier jokes, in my opinion. Uh, they are from the Institute of Avocado Affairs. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out uh, that that's a thing that exists probably in the eighth or maybe ninth level below ground in Area 51. Um, and they say that they're having an avocado crisis. And apparently avocado politics are a very big deal. Now, I uh, I think I touched base on this back on episode 20, which was our best episode, Absolutely. is that there is such a thing called blood guac. Uh, there, uh, the avocado shit is absolutely insane. This movie came out in 1989 mm -hmm. when no one really gave a shit about avocados, and it was just like guacamole was a new thing. Yeah. Right? And now all the hipsters ruined it by putting it on their fucking toast. Yeah, you know, that shit gets a little expensive if you're going to have that kind of breakfast every day of the week. It totally does. So the Colombian drug lords, they're stepping away from the cocaine business. They're going into the avocado business. This is a fact. Google it. It's called blood guac. Farmers are getting their fucking families blown away in front of them by the they cartel. You get iced for those cados. Yeah. So but 
Basically, what these government men say is that we cannot let the communists take control of the avocado trade. Ipatch is a clearly unhinged American, and he is uh, he's fighting the good fight. He's on our side of the Cold War. He's on he our says, side. Uh, <laughs> he's on Rocky's side. Uh, so <laughs> he basically says um, that we cannot let these uh, these savages continue to control the area of California where all the avocados are. I love that Bunny is still sticking around during this. She, she does not understand a word that she's hearing. Not a clue. So, uh, yeah, basically what they say is they want Dr. Hunt to go in and reason with the, um, I don't know if they, did they actually say that they were piranha women or yes. they were cannibal women? No, they um, said piranha women. The piranha women are an ancient tribe that control the avocado jungle. That's yes. just where they said uh, we actually sent in some of our best men yes. and we found top these men. top, top men. Which turned out uh, to be top women in this case. Y- uh-huh. And that's where uh, the colonel pulls out a fistful of dog tags, slams them on the table and says, this is what happened to my men. What's on? What are on these dog tags? It's guacamole. They turned him into man bacon and they scooped him up with guac dip. Chowed him on down because that actually kind of sounds delicious. Now that I'm and you think that this is Greg and I being funny. No, that's actually what happened. This is, they this ate is these plot. men this with guac. This is a plot point. Um, Very so, important plot point. Pay attention. Basically, uh, like I said earlier, this is a um, just an accurate retelling of the classic literary <laughs> masterpiece, Heart of Darkness by Joseph Conrad, or uh, as it's more colloquially known, uh, Apocalypse, Apocalypse Now. now. Uh, they're sending Dr. Hunt in to meet with Colonel Kurtz. I don't think she's yep. a colonel in this one. She's just, she's just Kurtz. She's just Kurtz. Um, they say, we sent her in months ago, and she's Oh, no, she was a, uh, another feminist. Uh, she's an anthropologist. Uh, anthropologist, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they say, you need, to go, you need to go meet with Kurtz and uh, figure out who's holding up this whole avocado shit so that we can maintain our trade routes and we can keep the communists on the other fucking side of the world. Because this is America, God. And what they want, her to, they want her to do is they want her to negotiate peacefully with the piranha women to get them to agree to go to a resort. Yeah, uh, they want to move to Malibu. Yeah, Malibu. They had a whole condo building waiting for these sexy piranha women. Like, you know what? You don't have to be right in the jungle where the avocados are. We don't need to kill you. We just need to move you out of there so we can rape the land for its natural resources. Yeah. That sound about right. That sounds just right, Greg. I feel like that's, that's what... That's what the U.S. government's all about, right? Just uh, yeah. getting those cados. Yeah, oil, avocados. What's the fucking difference? Avocado oil. Yep. Uh, you. And also, thing, right? let me just say at this point in the movie, uh, I know our audience, uh, a good majority of them have not seen this movie. The lines that are being delivered in this scene and the rest of the movie is too good for the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's actually the, the act, acting is surprisingly good. The, the acting is fucking stellar. Also, I would I, I would make the challenge. I would say uh, you don't seem to think that a lot of people have seen this, but I remember this being on TV constantly in like the the early nineties. I remember it was definitely on, uh, if anyone had Comedy Central back in the day. 
I don't was... remember it on Comedy Central. I do remember it on syndication on the I, USA Network. And, I could uh, be wrong about the channel, yeah. But uh, I do remember it being on TV just all the time. But it was, like, on early. It was on, like, at noon, That might be o'clock. why you saw a version with blurred tits. That might have been the TV version. I think I got the TV version for sure. Yeah. The PG-13 version. Well, that's the funny thing. It was – the version I watched was also rated PG-13. Well – There were visible nips. Hey, man, Swamp Thing was rated PG, and we saw Adrian Barbeau's luscious tits. Oh, those Adrian Barboobs. Oh, God, you are so clever. Right? I thought of that myself, actually, just, just now. Just now, too. I'm, I am I would kiss you on the mouth if I was there. Oh, I'm so mad you're in Reno right now. Ah, oh, me too. La, 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 la. We could be, could be making out. Hold on. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, it happened again. Did you just spill your high life? I just fucking bumped this table. So, <laughs> so where were we? We had uh, we had Kurt, uh, Dr. Hunt being tasked with rescuing Dr. Kurtz, who yes, disappeared. Doctor, Doctor Kurtz researching cannibal women. Yeah, uh, Doctor Kurtz actually has a book called "Smart Women, Stupid and Sensitive Men." Yes. Um, and uh, she, Hunt, wants to leave Bunny behind. Uh, this is where Bunny is confronted by a uh, a frat boy who basically says, hey, come to this frat party. We're going to rape you. This is awkward. Yes, this is a very awkward moment. Um, Hunt is, she's kind of slowly walking away, but she can't help but overhear Bunny having this conversation where, uh, yeah, this frat boy is basically like, I'm a date rape you. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing this weekend? I hope you're not going to an avocado jungle because I got some things I want to put in you. Yeah. And uh, Hunt is like, no, 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 Bunny. You're coming with me. Yeah, you are you're, safer in the are, jungle. You are coming along. Oh. Um, so she basically rescues her from what I think kind of sounds like a typical weekend in Bunny's life, to be honest. And oh, I, yeah. And I laughed, but it's not funny. Oh, no. She's been scraped more times than a fisherman's knuckles. There you go. Uh, no, you, you made it funny again. Hey, waka flocka. All right. <laughs> uh, so this is where uh, we have Hunt going to, and uh, Greg, I know you appreciate this scene very oh, much because it's very, that. it's very Naked Gun, very Mel Brooks. It was and it's where, uh, yeah, Shannon Tweed goes to the teacher supply room. Yes, where she is, stocks uh, up on guns, knives, and ammo. And this uh, this teacher supply, it basically looks like a library desk. Uh, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is she's Pat- just loading her out. Pat Crawford Brown, she's been in a number of movies. Like I, I uh, so much. She was in uh, Rocketeer. She was in Reality Bites. She was in fucking Norbit. Yep. She actually had a part a uh, year prior to this in uh, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark. PCB, uh, as her fans call her. <laughs> she was even in the show Fred, Nickelodeon show Fred. Oh, that's good uh, stuff. Have you ever seen Fred too? Uh, Bloodlines. Don of the Fred. <laughs> no, it was something like that. It was like uh, it was Fred. Fred by daylight or something like that. You know, dude, Fred, those Fred fucking shits were actually funny. Uh, then he got old. I, uh, that I enjoyed it because I'm a pothead. Uh, okay, fair enough. Uh, fortunately, we lost the we lost this wonderful actress uh, at the age of ninety back in July of 2019. Shit. Yeah. Which is fun because she also looked 90 in this scene. Now I'm sad again. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, Bunny shows up uh, to depart 
with a pile of pink luggage. And she is dressed like she's going on a beach vacation. And uh, we're all just kind of thinking, this is going to be fun. All right. We'll oh, watch, yeah. We'll watch Bunny come along for the ride. We're all happy she didn't get left behind. Hell so, yeah. They drive across California in Hunt's Jeep. Hunt is dressed like Jane Goodall, and Bunny <laughs> is dressed like a whore. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. sorry. Sex worker. Sex worker. Sex worker, Greg. Bunny is dressed like a sex worker. The sexiest. The sexiest of sex workers. Yes. They stop briefly in San Bernardino to recruit mercenary help, and Hunt smartly brings her giant revolver with her. Uh, she is met by a uh, a gentleman that I, I I believe is the same actor that was in Friday the 13th Part 3 at the beginning. This is uh, a fact. The, the first guy that Jason kills, the disgusting one that was taking a shit. Yep. Uh, same actor. He's taking a shit in this. He is. And he, uh, he does the whole, like, hey, can I get you chickies a drink? Uh, and he gets, of course, a gun pulled on him. He plays a good rapey thug. Yeah, so everyone at the bar, who are all men, mind you, they all go fucking off. Uh, uh, and that's where she's like, I need a mercenary to guide us through the avocado jungle. And they and get we a, are... very, a very hilarious kind of brief casting call of mercenaries to choose from. We're met by Anvil. Yes, the non-vet. Uh, Anvil is a non-vet who says that he will rape, pillage, and plunder any small Asian village. He is clearly deranged from his time in the bush. Uh, and Agent Orange has done a number on his brain. Best way to describe this guy is a mixture of Shonuff and Robert Downey Jr. from Tropic Thunder. Holy fuck, that is perfect. <laughs> yes. Uh, I got nothing else to say about that. You nailed it, man. Thank you very much. After that, we are met by Bushido. Bushido the Ninja. Yes. Bushido the Ninja, ninja he, will, he will penetrate your fortress. He is honorable. He is stealthy. And he is clad all in black. And will throw his shuriken at oh, you. Fuck yeah. He's got nunchucks. He's got ninja stars. He Honestly, he's just a big old fucking ninja cliche. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's probably pretty insulting to that culture if you really think about it, but. It was 1989. Let it fly. His name is Bushido. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's really all you need. Um, uh, but next. Last but certainly not least, my favorite of this roundup is Black Mask Avenger. Black Mask Avenger, of course, is a professional wrestler. And he looks the part, I have to say. He is glistening. He is oiled up. He is fucking pumped. And he is juiced to the gills (laughs) with test. To the point that he is not just bending, but eating rebar. I'm pretty sure he had three heart attacks, three steroid-induced heart attacks while filming this scene. He is fucking incredible. He might be my favorite character out of this entire movie. He's only oh, in it for, like, maybe 20 seconds, but he is fantastic at what he does. You mean to tell me that it's not the next character that we're about to introduce? I mean, close second. Close second. But yeah, I assume that you're referring to everyone's favorite political comedian, Not just political median, but everyone's favorite sex symbol, William Marr. Oh, because who doesn't want to have sex with Bill Marr? Yeah, it turns out that all of these amazing men that we just mentioned are terrified to go into the jungle once the piranha women are brought up. Uh, So they all decide they don't want to come along. As a matter of fact, they are accused of fearing strong women by our main character, Hunt. Yes. But you know who doesn't fear strong women? 
is Bill Maher. Oh, Christ. As a matter of fact, he embraces them. I'm thinking at this point when he uh, he introduces himself and delivers his dialogue, which is good. Uh, the dialogue is good. Yeah, uh, Bill Maher himself, not so much. Uh, I start thinking to myself the list of people that would be so much fucking better at this at this character than Bill Maher. They should have gotten uh, real Jamie Kennedy to play this part. Real Jamie Kennedy to play this part, who I think would have been 12 at this point. Maybe Adam Sandler. Uh, Adam Sandler, who also would have been maybe 17 at this point. Yeah, uh, Chris Farley, who also probably would have been like 18 around this point, too. Yes, yeah, so this, uh, this, this part needed to be played by like a comedian. Do you like know who I... actually funny person. All right, so I have, uh, I have three people... That I wanted to be this. That I, I'm watching this. I'm like, this would be so much better. Okay, let's hear uh, it. All right, first and foremost, Jim Carrey. Okay, I could see that. Jim Carrey would have been great at this fucking character. He was just off of uh, Earth a little more Women. Spastic. This it, the whole film would have been a little bit more reminiscent of uh, Ace Ventura Two. I think if that was the case. Yes, and that's fine. It's uh, not a bad thing. Uh, but he was uh, he was calmer in the '80s. Uh, if you remember him from. Once bitten, mm-hmm. and of course, I Earth women are easy. Yep, in living color to a lesser extent. Okay, yeah, that's when that's he more started like early nineties. That yeah. was when he started to get really fucking crazy. Sure. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper. Oh, that would have been fantastic. Absolutely. Then we really would have had that uh, that Frogtown vibe that we're going for. I apologize. I have four character, uh, four actors. Hey, the next color, one, man. Kurt Russell. I'm always a sucker for the Kurt. Imagine Kurt Russell delivering the lines that Bill Maher had. I, you know what? I feel like the only problem here is budget. Uh-huh. They could have they gone the Russell route if they had a little more money, but I feel like he was off the table by this time. Well, I mean, I don't know. It's Shannon Tweed, Adrian Barbeau. I mean, they by, were names at the time. By 89, he was already a superstar, man. That's true. Uh, number this, four. This film cost 25 bucks and a couple of Burger King coupons. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, who could have played Bill Maher's part of Jim in this movie? Yeah. Uh, the ham sandwich that killed Mama Cass. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. Right? Old Hammy. Old Hammy. <laughs> Hammy Sammy. <laughs> uh, I think he's from Hamsterdam. Uh, <laughs> Poor Mama Cass. That's all I got on that one. That was a bad bit. <laughs> I mean, California dreaming. Am I right? I'm going to pour myself some more whiskey. Please do. Um, but we're about to go on a road trip with Bill Maher and Shannon Tweed uh, with Bunny closely in tow. Yep. Uh, now that we have our guide, quote unquote, very heavy quote on guide, because Bill Maher is a bumbling fool. Yeah. Uh, we're about to enter the titular avocado jungle yeah so uh well we be, before we're we actually get into the jungle we're in the car just kind of driving we get a little bit of backstory on their previous relationship right so yeah. margo is talking about how she had uh previously dumped bill uh for not being feminist enough <laughs> like he, yep. he he just wasn't on the same wavelength with her um turns out uh, he hams it up like they had a long, ongoing relationship that he was devastated by when she left him. Uh, but she mentions, you know what? It was just a one-night stand. I kind of used you, abused you, and threw you out the fucking door because I'm a mm-hmm. strong 90s woman. Even though it's only 1989, I'm ahead of my fucking time. So, yep. Bill Maher, 
kind of kind of in a odd kind of flip-flop he's the one that's kind of hurt and emotionally abused by uh being pumped and dumped yes i have to say incredibly progressive for 1989 crawled into a bottle of whiskey yes for the first and certainly not the last time no um it seems to be his go-to excuse for a lot of life's problems uh which you know we all been there at some point um but when they finally enter the avocado jungle bunny wastes no time hitting on bill yeah yeah they stop at what looks like the edge of a golf course i have to say <laughs> like you kind of see in the background like this is not uh not exactly the center of the jungle no um they take a quick water break and it turns out that uh bill who what's his name again fucking jim, jim. or something i'm just gonna keep calling him bill Mar. i don't give a fuck um his canteen and i have to say much respect not water but pina colada I, I do like the dry, uh, oh, God, what is this, Pina Colada? He does camp and ride. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, at this time, too, Bunny fucks off away from them and finds a kitty, which just happens to be uh, the Tiger King himself, Joe Exotic. Joe Exotic is sitting there spooning a leopard. Uh, yes. She, she intrudes on an intimate moment, um, slowly backs away, but she does tell the others, you know what, I just saw the most fucked up thing, and maybe you guys should come take a look. Yeah, and at that point, Joe Exotic starts sucking Bill Maher's dick. Yeah, it becomes a full-on meth-addled porno. Um, Something we didn't all know until we actually saw this, but Bill Maher was the third husband of one Joe Exotic. Yes. The Tiger King himself. Um, And he actually is guilty of killing uh, Joe Exotic's first husband. That is a fact. Um, (laughs) No slander here, but out of jealousy... Bill Maher in 1990 uh, did murder one of Joe Exotic's ex-husbands. Yes. Yes, with his hands. Yes, uh, pure jealousy, pure homosexual jealousy. Yep. Nothing wrong with that, but you did kill a man, Bill Maher. I am apologizing right now for the slander case that I'm about to <laughs> from this. As a matter of fact, Rage Against the Machine wrote a song about it. How I could just kill a man it was about Bill Maher killing Joe Exotic's first husband. Oh, I thought it was sleep now in the fire, uh, but the fire is your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Great guitar riff on that one, by the way. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Also, pretty good music video, I must say. Yeah, wasn't it? Uh, uh, fucking uh, uh, Randy Rhodes was a guitarist for Rage Against the Machine, right? Oh yeah, and probably uh, probably the other guy. Oh uh, yeah, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so they take a moment to look at what's obviously an urban roadmap. <laughs> um, it's, they, he's acting like it's a, it's a map of the jungle, but it's there's fucking highways and everything on it. Like it, it is clearly a map of a city, probably San Diego. I'm not exactly sure, but uh, this is uh, a hilarious and hilarious prop. Yes. Uh, Bill goes to take a piss, and because he's a foolish man, he ends up in the river. He just Mister Magoo's himself in the river. Just kind of walks right into it. Just falls in. Uh, the women are at the fire just to go, oh, that fucking idiot. That's why yeah. I didn't stick with him. You know, we broke up a long time ago because you can't stay out of the river. Uh, so naturally, yeah. uh, this is when they tent up. Uh, yes, they do. They tent up. And this is where Bunny is telling Hunt that, don't you think you're just a little too hard on him? Yeah, and, they're talking uh, about how, uh, how Hunt is afraid of relationships and Bunny has all kinds of interesting fetishes. 
Uh, apparently she wants to be tied up by red rope licorice and then yeah. fucked. Yeah, which I mean, that sounds fine. That this sounds whole time, uh, yeah. Bill is outside just roasting marshmallows and listening to his giant boombox, <laughs> which I thought was fucking hilarious. They have all this that equipment that funny. they brought with them. Um, yeah. He's throwing on what I can only assume is a 25-minute song by Sleep. But... Uh, <laughs> He's roasting some fucking marshmallows and uh, Bunny's inside just confessing her dirtiest sexual fantasies. Um, the next day, they decide uh, they're going to go down the river now that Bill has discovered it. Yes. Uh, so what, what to do but dig up the old fucked up boat that's right next to your campsite. The Ponta. Yeah, I think they got a little lucky on this one. Yeah. Um, uh, and Bill almost got lucky here too because he is chomping down some red rope licorice. Absolutely, noticeably. Um, and I thought this was actually kind of clever. I did they don't, too. Um, you know, they don't actually show him. They don't. They don't go full on like cartoon mode with him like listening to the tent. But the yeah. next day, he's like, just to show you, I heard everything last night. I'm eating this fucking licorice. Anyone? Anyone? Yeah, uh, I thought it was pretty funny. I did too. As much as Bill Maher is a wiener, this I don't know if he had, had anything to do with the scene, but it was fucking funny. And Bunny is just full on saturated right she, now. She's sliding right off her seat in this fucking boat. Like a fucking um, snail. Which for some reason, the boat actually has a working motor. I don't know how yeah. that happened. I don't uh, know either. But they, you know, they dig it up. They get all the fucking dirt out of it. Uh, de-slime it. Uh, De-snidered it. And they head downriver. And uh, for a brief moment, they're attacked by hippos. <laughs> which we never actually see. We never actually hear. We don't Wasn't know anything the about budget. these hippos. But Hunt wastes no time just fucking shooting them with this. I, I, it looks like a forty-four revolver, I think. I'm not totally sure. I didn't get a good look at it. But she yeah. caps these fucking hippos. And I'm... Uh, I'm a, I'm assuming it's large caliber because they well, shot the fuck up right They away. were also, uh, they were the low cholesterol California hippos, unlike the cousins of the African hippos, which oh, are very fat. The yeah. big ones. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. not as thick. So she, she shoots some brittle bone hippos. Yes. And they go down easy. Uh, but this is right about the time that they get attacked by some random flying knitted potholders that just kind of yeah. come out of the bushes. Um, uh, it's, not, it's not the piranha women. They're sure no. of this, um, but they do go to investigate. And what do they find? They find the Donahues. The Donahues. And this yes. is a, have to say, bit of a dated joke. Very fucking dated joke. I think that I'm like just right on the cusp of getting this. Mark Harmon? I think there's, a, there's plenty of people watching this in 2021 that probably just have no idea why these guys are called the Donahues. Not a fucking clue. If you were born post uh, 2000, like you, you probably just don't have any idea, right? No. Um, well, it turns out Donahue is a little bit of a big deal in the, uh, what was it, late 80s? Late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, right around there. He was, uh, he was a talk show host. Yeah, um, he competed he was, up against uh, Oprah and uh, Geraldo Rivera. He was kind of yeah, he was like a Geraldo type. He was sort of sort of like the View. He is, I think, most famous for having the Bob Barker type microphone. Yeah, and also the very penis. <laughs> oh wait, hold on. Is that a slander? I'm going to avoid a slander case right now by saying what I just said was false. I uh, I mean um, Donahue was uh, a bit of a simp. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Um, he was Oprah simp, that's for sure. 
But I will say, uh, in light of what I just said, this entire tribe of men, um, they're designed in a very certain way to reflect a very certain lifestyle. Yes. Yes, these men are just straight up simps. They yeah. drop to, they, they do not stand, they crawl around, they knit, and they bring you hot chocolate. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, and they're the, supposed to be uh, they're they're supposed to be the reversal of the um, like the housewife stereotype. Yes, um, these are this is like as if men took on that role and like did all the cooking and all the knitting and all like yeah, this was the new man, all, like the most offensive aspects of that kind of bullshit. But these are men doing it. And that's yes. I think it's, that's the whole joke here. Uh, so what were Donahue's? What, what what was the language they were speaking again? They were calling each other French. Mark Harmon and yeah, they're all speaking in French, right? No, or no, that's when they meet the Piranha women. This the Piranha women. The, the, the they were all French. Uh, they were like Mark Harmon. Uh, fuck, I forgot the other names, Greg. I didn't write them down. Ryan Ridley. Uh, Ridley Scott. Oh, uh, Scott Farkas. Scott Bale. They did say Scott Bale. Scott Bale. Scott Bale. The Scott Bale. Charles yes. in charge? Yes. Of the family? Yes. Okay. Uh, also from Zapped. Wait, the, the Zapped? Yeah, you remember Zapped, right? Scatman Carruthers. The Zapped of movie. the family? No, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about the same Scott Bale? At this point, uh, yes, we are. Wait, was he uh, in Joni Loves Chachi? Yes. <laughs> yes. Very handsome uh, man. Skilled actor. Very erogenous. Uh, Where are you actually going with this? I don't know. But that's what they keep saying to each other. They keep saying Mark Harmon, Scott Bale, and Oh, did they? I didn't actually catch that. Oh, you didn't catch that? Yeah, that was their language. That's oh, all I... they would say. They would be like, Donahue, Mark Harmon, Scott Bale. Oh, I thought you were, they were like full of shit here. I didn't, I didn't no, 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 no. This is part of the plot. They were like they were like Pikachu. Or okay. they're they're like fucking Pokemon. Uh and so uh, uh, the leader of the tribe, of course, is bringing the women hot cocoa and stuff. They're all knitting, and Bill Maher just can't have any of it because Bill Maher is just so fucking manly. Bill, Bill Maher, Maher is the epitome of all that is man. Bill Maher has never done a fucking push-up in his life. This whole scene <laughs> kind of pissed me off. Well, Bill Maher is just like these guys are weenies, and at yeah. one point he dropped a hard F. He really did, yeah. I was surprised to hear that. But I guess yeah, but it, he, was, it was 1989, and I'm sure he was being ironic about it. I mean, um, they were using that word in I Now Pronounce You Chuck and Larry. So They used it in Bill and Ted. Um, they certainly did. They even used it in Freddy vs. Jason. So, uh, Scott... Uh, I almost said Scott, Scott Bale. Bale. <laughs> uh, Bill Maher, is, he's upset that these men are behaving like housewives, and this pisses him off because he's clearly the manliest of men. We can all agree oh. on that. Um, so he decides, I'm going to pound some beer. And I'm going to insist that all these fucking Donahues do as well. And, and just just like the boombox, where the fuck was this beer? Yeah, this, he pulls out enough beer to get, I don't know, what, 12 guys drunk at least? Maybe more? Um, it was enough for a small army. He, he gets them all fucking hammered. But I think one of the this might be one of the more clever uh, gags of the film. When he hands the, I'm going to call him the lead boy... When he hands yes. the, the lead boy a beer, it does the 2001 Space Odyssey thing. I did like that, actually. You know, like when all the apes are going fucking yeah. crazy. And they stand uh, up. And they all, in another sense, they become aroused. Uh, and they take the beer unto themselves and imbibe. <laughs> and 
with that, um, in the blink of an eye, Milwaukee's best single-handedly devastates an entire tribe uh, tribe <laughs> of beta males. Um, and yeah, like you said, he had a fucking ton of it in his pockets or his backpack or something. And Bill Maher is going, what is this? Keys to the Chevy. What is this? Beer. Uh, what is this? Penthouse. Uh, and he's giving them uh, trivia. What do you do when you're out on the town on your vet and you see a fine, sexy lady? What do you say? Uh, and uh, that's where he starts delivering misogynistic uh, whatever. And it turns out he he amps him up just a little bit too much. To the point where Bill Maher had a little bit too much to drink because we all know Bill Maher only handles about two to three beers. And then Ric Flair face bumps, passes out, which leaves the rest of the tribe to try to rape Bunny. Yeah, Bill, uh, he asses out a little bit too early and the rest of them get a little bit too horny. Yes. Um, They come a little bit strong towards Bunny, um, but she is well protected by Hunt. Yes. Because uh, Runt, Runt rules with an iron clit. She and absolutely it's a clit, does. It's a clit tatership over there. Uh, and she uh, she uses her gun to solve her problems, which is always a good idea. I mean, sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, she just uh, puts them all to sleep, I guess. This, uh, this whole scene just sort of ends. Like, they, they just go away. Uh, yeah, sure. Like, they, they have this incident. And uh, Hunt's like, hey, don't be raping. And they all just, they shut the fuck up. And we're, all of a sudden, we're in the next day on a boat. Yep. Yeah. And this is where Hunt is giving uh, Bill Maher the third degree. And Bill Maher's. And he's just like, I just couldn't handle how, I'm going to say gaggy, but replace the G with an F, how they were acting. He used some choice words that maybe you wouldn't use today. Again, um, I would rather take Dennis Miller in this role. Like, that's how much I hate Bill Maher at this point. Right. And I will say, noticeably, every time they're on the boat, Bunny has a new uh, set of swimwear. And she's wearing less and less. She's, she's clearly packed uh, for a beach vacation. Yes. Um, but, of course, what happens next is that their propeller breaks because we need some sort of fucking obstacle, right? Yes. Um, so Bill and Hunt get into the water, decide to pull the boat. Um, and this T- is like, where they... like our like our main man tugboat. Yeah. Oh, my favorite tugboat. Toot toot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, not as good as Typhoon. <laughs> hey now. Or to a much greater extent, the Shockmaster. Ooh. Um, but this is where we get a little bit of clever banter between Bill and Margot, uh, where Bill accuses Margot of uh, always being in love with him. She just can't admit it. He kind of gaslights the shit out of her here. And um, when she denies it, he just kind of, he does the, the old misogynist trick of asking if it's, she's on her period. And I mean, so, she probably is. I mean, she could be. She's fucking, she's shoulder deep in water. She can get away with it pretty easily. Yeah. But I would, I would think you got to watch out for the piranhas if that's the case. Got to watch out for the bears. Um, but they're, uh, they're quickly past this little obstacle of having a broken propeller and they set up camp once again. And I this feel is like that. Funny. I, I, real quick, that scene I feel was just filler. It was, it was of course. so unnecessary. Nothing happened to them. Absolutely no, nothing happened. It was I, unnecessary. I think it was just uh, just for the dialogue, just for a little uh, little filler scene. 
Oh boy, um, there is a lot of dialogue in this movie. Well, it's all it's all Bill Maher just being that tongue in cheek like chauvinist, which it's funny for a second, but it kind of gets old after a while, I guess. Yep. Um, but now that they're at camp, this actually is funny. Uh, they're eating guacamole with a pretty clear Fritos product placement, which I think yes. this is where they got the funding for the entire fucking movie. Uh, that Fritos money, my man. Frito Lay was just like, show this bag prominently and say the <laughs> words. Like, say, when, when they ask you what chips are eating with that guacamole, you say Fritos, Bill. <laughs> and if you think you're not a fucking shill, Mar, I think this is what we should call him from now on. Shill Mar. He's shilling Fritos in this fucking scene. And uh, if you ever thought you had any kind of integrity, it was destroyed by this. And I will I will hold that to my fucking grave, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they're eating they're eating guac and Fritos here at camp, just hanging out. Uh, he's actually pushing it on Margo, just trying to tell her, hey, you want to get some of this? You want to get some of this uh, avocado? It's straight from the trees. Yeah. But she's uh, she's starting to feel the effects of the jungle a little bit. The effects of the jungle got to her the same way the effects of a man cave will get to a lady too. It makes them want meat. Is that is that what happens? It totally does. You smell the meat and then you can't you can't avoid the meat. You can't avoid it. It'll turn a vegan into the most savage of carnivores. Because <laughs> Bill uh, basically accuses her. He says, all you want is the domination and consumption of men, which I think those words were chosen carefully. He says, yes. this is what feminism is all about. You just want to consume manhood. Uh, which, consume. You know, that sounds a little uh, suggestive, I have to say. Yeah. But this is about the point where Hunt just loses her shit. And she attacks him with a knife. Uh, Bunny <laughs> reiterates uh, that maybe she's on her period because Bunny is just... <laughs> But she's she's more chauvinistic than uh, Bill Maher is in this scene. Bunny is more beast than man at this it point. Is, I uh, love Bunny. She's more animal than man. <laughs> um, and they all kind of decide maybe we should turn back. Maybe uh, maybe we should go back home and things are getting a little out of hand. Uh, let's all just kind of cool out for a second. Let's chill. But when they look up, they're surrounded by cannibal women. Oh dear. Yeah, that's a problem. Yes, indeed it is. But Hunt, uh, the anthropologist that she is, knows what to do. And she immediately speaks to them in French. And at this I, point, it, I'm just like, what the fuck? They're all speaking in French. It's very confusing. But also, I guess it's 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 part of the, I, I don't know, maybe there was something going on in 89 where... Was it like a contextual thing? Like maybe it was because like like uh, it was uh, French is like the romantic language, whatever. Well, I'm wondering if they're if they're in you know like Southern California, they're in an avocado jungle, blah 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 blah. Maybe Spanish might have made more sense. You would think, but maybe that's the joke. Is it? Do you think that's what it is? Or like this is going to be funny because it's so inappropriate that we're doing French? Like, I I'm think we would that. be. We might be reading a little too deep into this the same way Bill Maher would. Yeah, yeah, or Dennis Miller would. Yeah, definitely yeah. not uh, old handy. I think we Millered it on this one. We Millered it. Um, so these cannibal women, these piranha women, uh, they take our heroes to see Dr. Kurtz. And I'm Finally. thinking, I'm, okay, in my mind, I'm like, I'm like, here comes the reference that we've all been waiting for, right? Yeah. Here, here comes the fucking Kurtz. Here comes the fucking apocalypse now. 
you're uh, you're an errand boy sent by grocery grocery clerks, right? Like they're gonna say it. Yeah. Um, but no. No, we don't get it. No, they don't do it. No, just, uh, and also. Unlike uh, Marlon Brando, Adrian Barbeau is very svelte. Adrian Barbrando is, I think, what we, <laughs> we call her. So. She is quite a bit better looking than Marlon, I think, especially at this point in his career. Uh, so you come um, here to my village of piranha women. <laughs> you, you come here on the day of my daughter's wedding and you ask for <laughs> avocados. My, my godfather is pretty fucking good, right? Did you hear That's, that? That's really good. That was, yeah. It was so good. So I thought I thought Marlon Brando was here right now, right? I'm, yeah, I'm a you know character what? actor. I heart. take back what I said earlier in the episode about Philip Zumer Hoffman. Let's dig up Marlon Brando's fat ass and fucking make him Renfield. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm fucking dying here. I thought you were gonna say, I take back what I said about Philip Zumer Hoffman. You look more like Marlon Brando. <laughs> <laughs> Which you wouldn't be wrong, my friend. You wouldn't be wrong. I'm getting there. I'm no, no, no. You've, you've lost weight. You've lost weight. I've lost, I've lost my Hoffman-esque good looks. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, these piranha women, they take our fucking heroes to a secret temple, which actually looks like a giant modern Scientology-esque compound. Or as Bill Barr would say, a Lego. Yeah, it looks like a Lego. Yeah, it looks like a Lego. Which is that was topical and hilarious in 1989. Oh, so, don't want to step on that one. Uh. We finally see Francine Kurtz, who is nothing like Marlon Brando, um, but it's clear that she has, of course, become the leader of the Piranha Women. Yes, and she declares that our tribe is the future of feminism. No, Jews in space, space, space. I wasn't going to go that far, but... All right. um, She reveals that there is a war between the sexes that she is very aware of, and that uh, there is actually no actual avocado crisis. There isn't. As a matter of fact, there's too many avocados. They're dumping them in a pit outside of Area 51. They're fucking swimming uh, they're swimming in them the same way these avocado women swim in pussy. Yeah, uh, packing themselves with guac. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, it turns out that the condominium uh, in uh, in Malibu that they want to send uh, send the Prana women to will actually domesticate them with subscriptions of Cosmopolitan and Avon. It's all just bullshit. It's total bullshit. It turns out the government just hates women. Ah, can you believe it? Inappropriate. Uh, Very. (laughs) But Kurt says that she wants Hunt to join the Piranha Women or die. They cannot leave. They cannot, now that they know the secrets, they cannot be allowed to go. Uh, So it's either you fucking stay here and you become one of us, or we feed you to the Piranhas. One of us. One (laughs) One of us. us. One One of of us. us. Eat that avocado. Eat that pussy. Yeah, I was trying to avoid that. I, 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 you got it. You know what? I took the low road. But she also says, you know what? Not Bill. He's food no matter what. He's a man. Put him in the the pit. We're going to eat that. Going to death. So, naturally, Margo and Bunny are captured. Bill is prepared for some serious snoo snoo. And uh, (laughs) he's put into a pit with a bunch of other large men. Uh, Margo and Bunny are fed a little bit of man bacon. 
by all of the domesticated man servants that live in this compound, which I thought was pretty fucking funny. That was uh, that was Jacques. Yeah, Jacques becomes a uh, kind of a an important character for a little bit here. Uh, because he gets turned into poop. Yes, as we all do uh, at, at a certain and, point in our lives. Uh, yes, we do. Uh, either by sexy women in a jungle, or of course worms, or a boy. Uh, and or uh, or a boar. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought you were going to say Ouroborealis for some reason, but yeah, Ouroboros. Uh, <laughs> and this is served to uh, hunt by uh, another character we're introduced, Jean Pierre. Yep. Uh, who speaks excellent uh, uh, fluid English uh, with his sweet French accent. Yeah. Uh, and he explains that. The piranha women make them work out with weights. Oh, Jesus, I've been drinking. Make them work out with weights Mm -hmm. uh, to tenderize the meat and, of course, add a little more meat on those biceps. He's suave as fuck, and he's living in a feminist paradise for the time being. And honestly, this life doesn't look all that bad until it's time to actually be sacrificed. And it's kind of cool, though, because you get fucked by a snoo-snoo. Yeah. But then you get eaten. Well, you know, the, the, the mind is willing, but the flesh is weak. And, uh, and spongy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Kurtz prepares a sacrifice uh, to initiate her two new members. Um, no pun intended. Uh, I don't know exactly what, uh, what Bill Maher is working with, but I'm sure he's got something going on down there. I'm sure. Um, and she tells him, first you must take his body and then his life. Uh, Margot basically just says, I'll fuck him, but I don't want to eat him. Yeah. Which, I mean, is understandable. Yeah, Bill Maher's got no meat on his bones. Yeah, yeah. He's... And this is what this is where it actually becomes kind of hilarious. Like, his, his ego, just the idea that he's playing this role uh, with such confidence, such overconfidence. Um, he really thinks he's some kind of sex symbol. Yeah. It, it, it actually annoyed me. It actually, like, bothered me watching this. Where he's sitting there... Um, well, well, we'll get to that in, in a minute. But uh, this is where uh, Bunny interrupts Kurtz and just says, you know what? Fuck it. I want to join you. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, I'm, I'm not all that attached to these guys. I want to be a member. Yeah. Um, she says, <laughs> she says she's actually done weirder things at frat parties, which is kind of exactly what Margo was trying to save her from by bringing her yeah. here. So all, that little uh, backstory comes full circle. That was, you know. Just a little piece of continuity. Yeah. So, Kurtz pulls a quick switcheroo and says, yeah, you can join us. But guess what? Not that easy. Your sacrifice is going to be Bill. And he's like, ah, fuck. I'm a good judgment of character, and this young lady is so intimate. Yeah, I'll fucking kill him. Yeah, and she just goes, okay. Yeah, that sounds fine. I don't care who I got to kill. I want to be one of you. Yeah. Um, so while uh, while she's in the back room with Jean Pierre or whoever being oiled and prepped, uh, Bill goes uh, underground to a stew pot or something. Um, but Margot takes this opportunity to escape from the temple. Uh, she jumps the wall. She leaps down fucking twenty feet or whatever back into the jungle and runs with the help of Jean Pierre. With the help of Jean Pierre. And she is rescued by a bunch of piranha woman separatists who are known as the Barracuda women. Oh, Barracuda. And I, I mean, this might be one of the most obvious, just almost offensively obvious jokes of the entire fucking movie. But they're like, oh, we're also cannibals, but we just prefer clandip. 
Oh, God these are, damn it. These are, these are uh, cannibal women in the jungle who prefer clam. This is literally an hour and ten minutes into the movie, and somebody, we're introduced. Like, I, somebody wrote this. A professional writer wrote yes, this. Yes, a professional The guy that wrote Pretty Woman wrote this. And let me, let me be clear. My sense of humor is incredibly lowbrow. Yeah. And even I was like, uh, <sighs> I, I groaned at this. We are yeah. cannibals who prefer clam. Clam. Yeah. And it might be, I got to be honest, it might be just that I didn't understand the joke. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe I don't, maybe I don't really get it. Maybe that's why I didn't laugh. I'm allergic to shellfish. <laughs> Maybe it just went over my head. That's always a possibility. Yeah, but, sure. But also, I, at this point in the movie, they're bringing in another... Uh, the, the clam shit aside, the, the, the or we could just straight up call it pussy dip. Ah, it's just uh, too much. I know, I know. Uh, at this point in the movie, it's literally an hour and ten minutes, and we're introduced to these new fucking characters. Mm-hmm. It felt like... It literally felt like they just made it up on the, fl- made it up on the fly. Yeah. Yeah, it's weak shit. It's very weak shit. Um, but then we just cut back, right, to uh, Bill being stripped down, uh, being prepped for uh, being eaten, uh, and they throw him into a big stew pot. And I have to say, Bill fucking Marr has incredibly hairy shoulders. Ew. Like, did you notice that? Yeah, I did. He's like, he has grossly hairy shoulders for, uh, I don't know. It, it, just, it just surprised me. Um, but they, they season him <laughs> in a large cooking pot. And the whole time he's sitting there like, oh, hey, what's that smell? Something smells delicious. Oh, is it my balls in hot water? Maybe, <laughs> maybe the scent that's filling the room is a, just aromatic and delicious to me. But I can only, like, he looks stinky. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, looks, yeah, yeah. He looks like a man that smells yeah. in this scene. Uh, and also, this was a straight-up Bugs Bunny scene. Uh, even, to the point, even to the point where Bill Maher picks up a carrot and says, what's up, Doc? Yeah. I mean, at least very, they... At least they acknowledged it. I, I guess, guess but, but it was just—it was lazy. It was stupid. It was very yeah. stupid. Bill Maher, you're a—you're not a funny person. Stick to the politics. No. Yeah. Um, hey, you know what? Don't. Yeah. Just uh, well, go, go go away. Um, but Hunt tells uh, the Barracuda women that she's hanging out with that they must reunite with the Piranha women. Um, yeah. That's that's the only way that everyone can enjoy the clam. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, she she rallies them and decides that they're going to go attack the temple. They're going to save her friends, and they're going to just uh, take over the whole avocado jungle and just make everything right. Yeah. Um, for a moment, uh, Bill Maher gets to have kind of like a momentary dry hump uh, while he's being sacrificed. Yeah. He's, he's in the midst of the ceremony. Um when uh, Margot and all of her friends interrupt. They do, and this is where uh, Hunt says, Kurtz, uh, uh, you don't fucking care about these women. All you care about is writing a new book. And yes. as this dialogue is being delivered, we have a very lazy sword fight. Oh, it's amazing. She challenges Kurtz to trial by combat for the throat of the avocado jungle. Yes. And they just, they just kind of flop their weapons against each other like a uh, few flaccid penises it's it's super clear that they didn't feel like choreographing any kind of uh any kind of actual fight and i actually thought no. this was funny i thought this was hilarious. i did too i did too um, they kind of they fight like a couple of confused special ed kids uh 
By which I mean, there is more instinct than technique. Let me clarify. Um, And there is clearly no actual choreographed moves involved. Uh, And Margot wins, predictably. Uh, Kurtz admits that uh, she was doing this all to profit off the book, like you said. Um, And of course, here, finally, after long last, we actually, we get our Joseph Conrad uh, reference. She Ah. falls into the piranha pool. Yeah, uh, and she she uh, kind of gasps the words the horror, ah, the horror. Yes, yeah, apocalypse now, all that. Yep. Um, I uh, which is Craig. Seriously, I did not pick up on that until you mentioned it, and I feel like such oh, an no. asshole. Yeah, well, that's that's. I was waiting for it the whole fucking time. I, I was, such an asshole. As soon as they mentioned that her name was Kurtz, I was like, when are they going to do something with this? You know. Yeah. Um, but of course, Margot reunites the kingdoms. Uh, democracy is introduced to Westeros, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> every, all all is right in the Seven Kingdoms. Um, and then we we quickly jump back to the government sitting poolside. Uh, they're in Malibu. They're gloating about their chauvinism, um, just having a great time, smoking cigars, drinking martinis. When Margot enters angrily, yeah, and she demands money for her department, for her uh, feminist studies department. And she says, you better give me what I want or I'm going to blow the lid off this whole fucking operation. I know what you sent me in there for. I know what you're all about. I get it now. Kurtz told me. Yep. And uh, they're just like, yeah, guess we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) You know, can't really argue with that. Let's give her what she wants. So I guess uh, in a way, everyone wins. I don't know. Sure. I, I, I don't know either. I don't actually know. Did uh, everyone, did we get the avocados? Did we stop communism? I, I mean, I like, like, uh, I, Adrian Barbeau's dead. That's an innocent woman dead. I get, I mean, she ate a lot of men, but, but I don't know. The piranha women are still, uh, kind of doing their thing, right? Yeah. They're still piranha women. Uh, Bunny ends up by uh, marrying Bill Maher for some fucking reason. If anything, Margot only made the piranha women stronger by reuniting the, the clans right yeah so they're just all just in the jungle scissoring each other now right yeah just enjoy, they're enjoying clam dinners and uh leg wrestling that's, yeah you know that's fine um but yeah bunny marries i have to say the irresistible bill maher <sighs> um and uh, at this point i'm starting to suspect that he might have had something to do with the script writing <laughs> <laughs> where it's just all all of these scenes are leading to him just being like the most attractive man and like i mean in real life somebody like bunny is not going after fucking bill maher i don't care how smart and funny he thinks he is this girl does how much not money he has no no yeah. absolutely not with those hairy ass shoulders you got nothing bill shave your shit just shave it yeah come on man um do some so here we have uh margo naturally reveals that um she's fucking a student it turns out that it is Jean-Pierre. Yep. And uh, she basically admits that she doesn't actually care too much about feminism. She yeah. says, hey, you know, fuck all that. I had my adventure. I'm tired of that nonsense. And I just have to think, what's the message behind all of this? Who cares? It's over. I the think. end. Credits the roll. End. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the, uh, the moral of the story is here, but okay. I don't okay. think there is one. I think... If anything, it's like, I mean, maybe I, I don't know if I'm coming at this from just like a male perspective, but I, the impression I got was like maybe feminism go, is like overblown. 
Is that what they were getting at? I... Like feminism goes too far? I, 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 dude, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you. Like, I don't know if they, I mean, this was 1989, so maybe they were, um, they, they obviously had a different, like, historic perspective on the whole issue. Um, yeah. But were they, were they, they were trying to lampoon, like, like, over egregious feminism, but they were also, uh, you know, taking the same stance on overactive chauvinism with Bill Maher's character. So maybe they were just, maybe they were just, uh, saying, hey, isms are a little much. Maybe we all shouldn't be so adamant about our isms. And I can I, agree with that. Yeah, okay. I, 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 honestly, I don't know. I think we needed more tits. I think yeah. that was the moral of the story. Okay, so, yeah, you know, you're right about that. I think that's what they were actually trying to say, but they didn't have the yeah. budget for it. I don't think they could buy enough tits because, um, as we all know, women are objects and can't be paid for. And sometimes you can't just, you know, acquire enough of them to be in your movie. <laughs> that's, that's so was, that the, was that the moral? I think it was. I did think I, uh, did I missed the mark of it. Uh, I don't know. I think it would have been better if it was uh, Porky's in the Jungle. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. Sounds about right. And it was a ragtag group of uh, uh, teens going to the jungle to get laid. Sure. Sure. Instead of Bill Maher. I could have. I could have done without Bill Maher. I think. I think. Because, uh, I, I have think to say the point he... of this episode is we could do without Bill Maher. When he first showed up, I was like, all right, whatever. Like, uh, you know, maybe maybe he won't be overly obnoxious. And then literally a minute later, it's like, okay, you need to stop. <laughs> and you, need to, you need to just chill. Like, you're not even close to as funny as you think you are. And so I how do we know, rate uh, this? Did he do a lot of acting around that time? Did he did he play a lot of roles? I know he was in other things. But... Yeah, he was. Ah, God damn it. He popped up in a lot of shit. Uh, and uh, I, I know that kind of fizzled out in the late 90s. I just don't. Uh, I, 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 just, I just don't find him like entertaining in any way, and he's also not like he's not pleasant to look at. No, he's he looks swarmy, like he's, swarmy, like he's very. He looks like he should play like a hobbit. You know, he should he should be in like a Lord of the Rings movie as like a minor character. Oh yeah, but one that yeah. doesn't have any speaking roles. You know, like no lines. That show on HBO is called Real Time, by the way. Real Time with Bill Maher. Oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, it should be it that's, should be called that's... Real Quiet with Bill Maher. Yeah, real <laughs> like like nobody talks on this Bill Maher show, especially not Bill Maher. No, yeah, uh... and again, nothing political about that. I don't care what your politics are. I just don't think he's funny. I think all of yeah. his I think all of his humor involves him uh, just smelling his own ass. Oh, he oh no no that, yeah. that, that that South Park episode where they all fart into a wine glass and smell it that's Bill oh, yeah, Maher too. That's Bill. Feet. That is that's directly aimed at Bill Maher, whether he realizes it or not. Like he's a he's a uh, a fart sniffer. Oh, God, Bill Maher received a a, a Hollywood just... Walk of Fame oh. in September of 2010. Well, yeah, I'm sure he deserved it for something. Else. Uh, no, I, I know he made like a documentary like. Uh, I think it was called Religious or something along those lines. That sounds right. Yeah, uh, I feel like just, he's. Uh, I feel like he's always been kind of critical of uh, of like the Catholic Church, right? Yeah, which which I mean that's fine. That's fine. Sure. Uh, yeah, that, that that might be the coolest thing he's done. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but uh, that's I mean that's that's pretty much again. I don't uh, I don't give a shit about his politics one way or another. I just don't think he's funny. <laughs> No, he's he's fucking terrible. Yeah. Uh, how do we rate this movie? Five out of five. 
I'm gonna give it a three out of five. Uh, the blurred, the blurred tits, and uh, the amount of Bill Maher I had to suffer through was uh, enough to drop a couple stars for me. But God damn it, I love yeah. Shannon Tweed. I was gonna say the uh, the Bill Maher factor is easily evened out by the Shannon Tweed factor, and then the yeah. Adrian Barbeau factor just blasted into fucking outer space. And the amount, and I'm more of a butt guy than a boob guy, and the amount of, like, underbutt that we got in the movie from the short uh, loincloths from the chicks were just fantastic. Sure, it turns out this film's got everything. And it was funny. If you like cannibals, if you like avocados, if you like underbutt, um, if you like some not-so-subtle uh, social commentary, there you go. <laughs> if you yeah. like uh, really low-budget sets... If you like the kind of comedy that sort of lampoons itself, it's got that. Um, if you hate Bill Maher, maybe sit this one out. Uh, or, you fair? know, it's fair. Or watch it with a hangover. Okay. All right. Yeah. This is a, this is a hangover movie. I would agree with that. Sunday, Sunday morning, get a bowl of, uh, a, a bowl of chicken wings. And uh, a bowl or of bacon. Uh, some Fritos and a little avocado dip. Ooh. And this might be the perfect time good. for us to uh, to kind of let the other shoe drop and say, this episode of DTS has been sponsored by Frito-Lay. Yeah, Frito-Lay's. <laughs> so now that we're uh, at, like, what, episode 69 or whatever? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're monetizing now. Yeah. So uh, you got to deal with that shit. Yeah, you hear that crunching? That's me eating chips. My favorite yeah. kind of chips. You hear you hear my crunching over here? <laughs> <laughs> That's me sucking dick. Yeah, I uh, saw I saw him on video. That was uh, Oh yeah, this is an audio platform, my bad. Yeah, there was a different kind of corn. <laughs> All <laughs> there right. A, there was a different cob. Well, uh, uh Greg, uh now you always ask me this, but it's your turn, my man. Okay. Any insight on what we're gonna be covering next week? Next week, um, well, it's gonna be cannibals. Oh, um, there's going to be corn. Yeah, there's going to be a uh, winged flying monster. I don't know if that's too. Did I go too far? Did I did I get too oh. much away? Oh, all right. We'll leave you at that. Uh, cannibals, corn and wings. OK, I'm guessing it's going to be 101 Dalmatians. Oh, son of a bitch. I'm going to have to change it now. Yeah. All right, guys. Okay. Well, uh. Sometime between now and next week, I'm going to think of a new movie because Michael just fucking ruined it. So, uh, with that said, <laughs> why don't you all just go love each other? Hey, why don't you all go fuck each other? But more and importantly, most importantly, keep, keep it spooky! Damn, that's scary.